You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We got a special day planned for you. Welcome to Sports Take, Jacob Sports Media Network. He's Barrett. I'm Rob, and we're saving the—I don't know if we're saving the best, but we're saving the birthday boy for last. He's 21, everybody. He is officially 21. He—if he chose to, he could have an adult beverage. He could uh, go to an R-rated movie. He yes. could uh, <laughs> buy cigarettes at the store. I don't know. Yeah. He, he, is, yes. he is old enough now. Happy birthday to our man, D-Gun. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Happy birthday, bro. My, now, my what's fa- the, my do we have big happy. plans? What do we have? What do we have for the, for well, the Gunner household? I'm doing I'm doing the show, and then um, I have to take off and head out to uh, the Pin Oaks Golf Course in Westchester. Um, it's the first annual Brian Dawkins Celebrity uh, Golf Event for charity for his uh, Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation so I'm emceeing the um, the pairing party tonight, and then I have to emcee a few of the auction items. And I told these people, look, if you expect me to talk 20 miles a minute, that's not going to happen. This is going to be a th- slow, lethargic auction. Wait, you're doing it? Au- you're an auctioneer? Hey, you're going to be. Yeah, no, I'm going to That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. This is going to be one of those. Okay, I have uh, five hundred dollars here. Can I get five fifty? Can I get six hundred? Can I get six fifty? I'll be a little bit more animated, but Pick that's it, up, it. man. Pass if I go, if, if I go any faster, do I lose oxygen? I might pass out in front of all these people. I can't do that. <laughs> I think that's what we need. I need video of Gunner passing out being the auctioneer. No, you don't, no, you don't want to do that. We need I, that, man. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get it, but I'm just making sure. Uh, Baird raised his hand. Five thousand dollars. Baird raised his hand. No, don't do oh, that. Yeah. To me, oh yeah. <laughs> No. You so, should do that. You should do that. 25000 yeah. to Mr. Barrett Brooks. Everybody give him a round of applause. Very, very nice of you, man. Thanks. 
It'll be a little trinket about. I this can see big. him doing that too, man. I can see oh him doing that. Yeah, I got to be there also, so I'll be there with Gunner. I'm gonna make sure I get as All many right. pictures. I mean, evidence. I mean, pictures as I can. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Barrett, and everybody out here in our chat comment. Thank you for the happy uh, birthday sentiments, Barrett. Um, tell Sanji to get the checkbook ready. <laughs> uh-uh, here we go. <laughs> you, you might be spending a lot of money tonight. Look, I I'm, have no control I'm over paddle, though. See, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my paddle in my back pocket. <laughs> Barrett's going to be hidden the second you start that auction. You're not going to see him, man. He's going to be a ghost. I have no control over these things, Barrett. Plus, remember I told you, somehow, someway, I would get you back for backdooring me and get close to my family? Yeah. This could be the um, night. This could be the night. Barrett may Uh, never speak to me again. Barrett may not even allow me on the boat Sunday for his birthday, uh, Bash. No. Yeah, this could could put a real... uh, a real, uh, you know, uh, wrench in the whole thing here. That's that's Man, possible. So, what's go. the what are the family? What are they doing for you? <laughs> well, um, my wife always makes me. Nobody likes to be in the house, but me. My my, my wife makes. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I brag on her a lot, but she's an incredible cook and incredible baker. So she'll make me my fam- uh, favorite German chocolate cake. Her German chocolate cakes are unbelievable. Yes, okay. I talk, okay. I always tell her make a small one because I'm not going to eat the whole cake. And the kids, you know, they don't like it. My one son-in-law, Alex, he's like that commercial. You know, just give it to Mikey. Mikey eat anything. You know, <laughs> my son-in-law Alex. Mikey, Alex eat anything. There's, there's some things we have to get out of the house when they borderline sport. Alex might even eat that. So, speaking of milk, it's just two months old. Yeah. Alex says, you know, I don't believe in wasting food. You know, I, I okay. appreciate that, but Alex, I sometimes, that. brother, you teeter tottering on health issues, bro. Don't be doing that. And, man. and he's thin as a rail too. You know what I'm saying? He, oh, he's, he's like 160. He's yeah. built like you. He's, he's built like you, Rob. He's like yeah. about 165. He's about 5'11", 165 pounds. Yep. When he came here, when he came here, he was like 130, 100, no, about 140 pounds. He blames us that he's now approaching 170 because of all the foods <laughs> and spices we have fed him over the last four years. You Americans, you Americans are doing it. No, man. He, you know he's blaming us for this. Hey, man, nobody held a fork to your mouth and made you eat, bro. You could have backed up. Smoker right now. I hear that. Huh? Is anything on the smoker right now? No, I don't have time, man. I got to leave oh, here and head straight out to. And it should be his off day. He shouldn't have to work, you know, cook today, oh, right? No, no, no. That, that, yeah. that, he he cooks every every birthday. He cooks. I'm well, saying, what you rather just today? Good. Today you should chill. Today should be. I know you have to do the the event, but I'm right. saying it should be a chill. Rob, but let me tell you about a moment. On his, last time me and him, I went to his birthday celebration. We went fishing, mm-hmm. and on a charter. Well, the, yeah. the first time we went fishing on the charter for his birthday. Go out there, everything's cool. We catch a whole bunch of fish, you know. As we're coming back, and um, they tell us, "Hey, uh, we're going over the house. We're gonna have fish tacos. So we're driving along." He, this is a lie. This is a lie. I'm, <laughs> Rob, I'm following him, man. I'm following him, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, you know, we're rolling, we're rolling, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, he puts the blinker on like he's gonna go to the uh, to the left. <laughs> so I start. I get over to the left. And as I That's get to the lie. left. This is a lie. He comes. Yes. Off, he goes off the exit. Speeds <laughs> off the exit. Yep. And 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 I keep going. Like, yo. <laughs> and he kept going off the exit. That's then he wouldn't ask the phone or anything. Yep. So then they ate fish tacos without me. Oh, God. Yeah, hold, 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 hold up. Here's the real version of the story, Rob. So Bear told us he had, he said, man, I got to get home. I got stuff to do. That's what he said, first of all. Okay. Second of all, if he really wanted to show up, he has my two daughters' cell phone. He has my wife's cell phone. If he really wanted to go, he would have been there. See, he's been telling this line now for like four years. I like it, I've let him get away story. with it. 
Yeah, I'll let him story. get away with this mess. Thing. I like the no. Barrett's version better than yours, guys. I know you right, do. right. So next year, when we hey. tell the same story, tell it again, Barrett. Okay? A, a, a lie, a lie is always better than the truth. Hey, George Costanza says, if you believe it, it isn't a lie. Right there, you go. Barrett believes go. it. Hey, yeah. hey, Barrett, Barrett, you were on our show yesterday when Rob and I were talking about this. So, you know, we heard this this potential deadly storm was moving across our region, right? Right, right, right. And uh, it, I guess it did hit some areas. And uh, my sentiments to anybody who was in a line of this thing, and uh, and hopefully you get, didn't get physically damaged or property damaged. But uh, so I get this text um, from my son-in-law, Josh. He says, you see the weather right now? I said, no, why? He said, dude, this thing's talking about uh, potential tornadoes and hail. So Rob and I look outside, and it's sunny where I am, it's sunny where Rob is, right? <laughs> Then all of a sudden, my wife comes running in the room, and I'm looking. I'm on the. We live on the air, and I'm looking at her like, "What?" She goes, "I have to go to uh, Cruz, my three year old grandson's preschool." You know, the mom who works from home, my daughter, she just got to notice that all the kids have to be picked up by one thirty because of this potential deadly storm moving this way. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's not an outdoor preschool; they're indoors. I, you know, so my <laughs> wife rushes to get them by one thirty. She goes, "My wife says you should have seen all the parents scrambling." to pick up their kids, 135, 140. Mm-hmm. You know, think about how many parents had to leave school, yeah, uh, leave work, and go pick up their kids, you know. And, of course, you know, Rob. Right then Rob says his daughter's games are canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, high, high school games were canceled mm-hmm. in his area. Let me tell you something. So my son-in-law calls me. I'm ticked off. I said, why? He goes, I just tied down everything on our patio, <laughs> and the sun's out. And this was at 3.30. I go uh-huh. outside. And Rob will tell you, as soon as I got off this show, I sprinted outside. I tied down the grills, patio chairs and stuff. You know, we didn't get but maybe 10 minutes of rain. And that it was, was it. a light rain at that. And it was, it was like it was like six, yeah. it was like six thirty. You know where I, you know where I was at six thirty? Fishing. Me and my son-in-law Josh were fishing on my friend's private pond. Nice. And and the running joke was we pull up and we're joking about, you know, every time we come to this pond, except two times, a beautiful property, like 25 acre property, you know. Uh, every time we go to that property to fish, it rains on us. It could be May, June, July, August, September. Soon as he parks the car and starts to take his kayak out of the back or his John boat out of the back, here it comes. It's pouring. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And it stopped 10 minutes later. And we fished until it was dark. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it, Barry, you had the opposite experience, right? Right. So I, um, I'm up in Long Island, New York. So I did the breast cancer event, the golf event. I, 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 too, had to, you know, auction off some stuff. And then once it was finished, I got out the door probably – it was probably um, six – it was probably 7, 6.37. Because, I know I called you at 6.30 because I called you at 6.30. Right, And you said right. you were off fishing. So yep. I jump on the highway. I mean, I jump on the highway. And as I'm getting on, as soon as I go through the neighborhoods, I get on the highway. It just drops down. Sheets <sighs> and sheets of ice, man. So, I mean, um, <laughs> uh, uh, rain. So I'm driving along. And I promise you, man, for the first hour, hour and a half, nonstop rain, torrential downpour. I mean, it was crazy. Then all of a sudden, after about an hour and a half, it was clear as day. Yeah. It was clear what? as day. Yeah. As soon as yeah. I got as soon as I got halfway through New York uh city, it became clear as day. So I jumped on a turnpike, smooth sailing the rest of the way down to uh Jersey. That's wow. Cool, that's good. Yeah, it was a weird. Wow. It was definitely strange, man. Right, That's what, right. I saw somebody put a uh, a gif out or whatever, <laughs> and it, it was it was a it was a shot of a, a like a picnic table in a yard, 
and there was one chair knocked over and all the rest were still up and upright and there was like a sunny day remembering those we lost like for the one the one picnic chair <laughs> that's pretty funny man pretty funny i saw that this morning oh man oh, but how about, how about last night what a dead sports night it was we had no nba know, no nhl and the phillies were off too you know locally so man i i, I finished off ozark last night <laughs> You know, you, what, you know what? You know. Yeah. You know what the problem is. You know what the problem is. Rob needs something besides. Um, he needs a sports in his life. Yeah, it tells yeah. you, it tells you how sad you guys actually have. Lives. Grilling, grilling, fishing, grilling, hunting. Fishing, yeah, nothing. basket weaving. Uh, I, I need a hobby. I need if a it, hobby. If it doesn't involve sports, like his kids and sports, I know him it's sad. Sports, it's actually very sad. <laughs> He's so bored. So, I think we need an around. intervention. Yeah. So, so now that you brought it up, Rob, what do you do? When right, you're away right, from right. the microphone, what what is it you do? Oh man, um, he has to think about it, Barry. That's sad. That's I'm usually really sad. In, in some form or fashion doing some kind of work, like working to some extent. Like on the weekends, I'm on WIP. I'm here right, during right. the week. I, I'm prepping for something else that I have tomorrow. I don't know. I'm always not not enough relaxation and getting away. I do my ones. I told Barrett about my ones. Do you know what my ones are? What's What's that? That? It's my walk run. I, oh, do yeah, a, <laughs> I do a walk and then I run and then I what? walk and I, and, I'm, and everybody makes fun of me because of it. That's what I that's, do. That's it. That's it. Uh, that's so, all you do. No, no skydiving skiing, nothing. No, I, no, I got to get back to playing hoops, which I love to do. I don't, obviously Barrett saw how bad my game was. Cause yeah, I you're too, you too old for that dude. You too old. Yeah, kind of. But look, 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 let me tell you something, man. Like, um, when we were, me and Rob were on breakfast on broad. Yeah, um, right. We were told by our boss that we didn't need to watch every single game. That's it's true. not what? required to watch every single game. Yeah, we, we would tell but you something like that. Your boss, your boss. Uh, named, the, the, we named the, the person. We the person it. wanted us to get more rest as opposed yes. to watching the game. So some of us took it more as a as a as a direct order not to watch games at night. So. Although they didn't get the ill effects of it because we would still give them the information. Yeah. But Rob was like offended that he was told that. He was mad as hell. He was hot. <laughs> hot as fish grease. Well, I'm supposed to do a sports show. Yeah. I got to watch the game. I can't do it. Like, I pr- give credit to people who can just wake up and they'll read a story and, and sort of pass that off as knowing what happened in the game. I can't do it. Like, I look, I will say this. The one exception I would draw is if, if the like the Phillies were on the West Coast. I wasn't staying up till two thirty and getting up fifteen minutes later. Like right. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I, I listen. You guys sound. My wife says it all the time. I need more hobbies. That's for sure. And I was bu- I was jonesing last night, man. I was jonesing with really. You know what I, was I was watching. I was watching the MLB Network. I was watching. What uh, is wrong with you? Women's right. college lacrosse. I, I was I was watching a lot, and I Bro, finished off Ozark. I did. I go I go in my I go in my garage, and there's plenty of stuff for me to do in there. I could finish welding up some stuff. I could be building this. I could be on the side of the house. Like right now, my boat. Right now, it's it's, it's getting the electronics done to it. So I'm man. I'm happy about that. I heard my motor crank up for the first time. Nice, unbelievable, man. Love it. I, I'm thinking to myself last night. I'm like, I bet you Rob is going through convulsions right. Yeah, now. it wasn't fun. None and of the four players. Uh, see, see, I was I was so happy to have a night off from not having to watch games. Um, I'm thinking I got to power wash the house this weekend, and my wife goes, "Well, you're not doing it Saturday because we're having your party, your birthday with the family." I said, "Saturday, really?" 
Oh, okay. Whatever you say, huh? Yeah, okay. I guess that's going to be pushed back another week because Sunday I have the boat thing with Barrett, so I can't do yep. it Sunday. Uh, that's another week. You know, go outside. It's driving me nuts because I have these toys. Like I have a thirty-two-hundred psi power washer, and, and, my, and my son. That, that's, and a, my, that's a big time power. That'll take oh, yeah. the skin off you. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. You know, and and my son and my son-in-law because I have this I have this uh, nine-foot ladder. I like to get up on the ladder. My son, like, hey, 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 dad. You know, you too old to be doing this. So I'm like, hold up, hold up. I may, I may be over the hill, but I'm not down in the valley yet. You know, so I still get up there on that on that ladder, and you know, and my son-in-law say, no, 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 let me do this. I'm like, I feel bad, man. You, you guys think I'm decrepit or something? I mean, right, right, right. You know, I got stuff to do too, man. I feel you, you know, man. I always you know, something. D- hey, look, Dion still got the lightning and the thunder. I you know what I'm saying? I still got that. I hear that. Uh, hey, look. Yeah, no. You guys still got the lightning and the thunder. I did that I like again it. yesterday to my wife. I said, she said something to me. I said, well, you know, I'll see what D-Gun can do. She goes, stop it. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh. She was, <laughs> D-Gun, that, that, that's crazy. I love man. it. I love it. Hey, I wanted to run this past you guys and get your thoughts. Did you see that they're flexing on Monday Night Football? They're flexing weeks 14 through 18 starting in 23? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I like it. I like I it. Do I do too. It, there's so there's two it. ways, two ways to look at it. So Barrett, it goes weeks 14 through 18. And during that time, there's going to be three double headers too at the end of the right. year on Monday. I love that. That here, part here, here, love. Here's, here's the problem though. Here's there's, the problem. There is a rub. Yes. Yeah. Because people who spend good money to travel to these games, yep. they like to go, they like to every, you know, in all the years I've traveled, I was, I've always been fortunate to meet people that make it four-day weekends. You know, they'll go on a Thursday, stay through Sunday, fly home early Monday morning, you know, get back to work by Tuesday. Now, if you're going to wait until X amount of weeks before the game, this is going to alter a lot of people's flight travel. And, of course, you know how these airlines now are. Oh, oh if you want to change your flight, that's an extra $150. Jack you up. They just jack you, know. you up. Well, it, start, it starts at 200 not 150 Oh, yeah. 200. You know, unless, unless those people, and God bless you, those people that like to fly certain small airlines, I won't say – Names of them that you will never see me get on one of those flights. I can't talk about them off him, huh? I can't fit on them. Spirit, I can't fit. I'm talking about it. Spirit, Barrett will name names. Yes, look, Jet Blue, look, Jet Blue, Spirit, Frontier. You will never see me on one of those airlines, brother. I can't do it, man. I can't, but I mean, it it kind of screws me a little bit in my schedule. So I'm hoping the Eagles will be good. If the Eagles are good, they might flex them later. But I don't need them flexing them out of a, a four o'clock spot and it's a one o'clock because I right. got oh my goodness just, somewhere else. You know? yeah, yeah, but people don't know. So Barrett <laughs> does college games on Saturday, and yep. I'm sure it's just a hustle to try to get back after the oh, game man. too, because you're crazy, on man. you're on what eleven o'clock Sunday morning right, too. Right. So you got so, you got to be back and land it. That, but you're right, Derek. That's the the challenge is that for, yes. if you're traveling, yes. but also even if it's just a home game, look, people take off work. You know, and you exactly. might already have you know, exactly. Monday night lined, you know, taken yes. as a vacation day for you, and then yes. they move it to a Sunday night or whatever. Yep. You know, it, it, that's the challenge. Like I, I, in spirit, I totally get what the league's doing. I like that. You're going to get the best matchup yeah. as a viewer. Absolutely. But there, you know, unfortunately, there's always a byproduct. Like there's always shrapnel that somebody catches because of it. I think this is done with the right thought process, but it's a shame because it is going to hurt some people here. Well, yeah. What if you get a game like a? You get Chicago and 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 you know some other like Chicago and the Jets, yeah, like two bottom of the barrel team. Yeah, so yeah, I understand why they're doing it, 
But as a casual fan, that you build your life around your sports, man, it kind of throws a wrench in what you do. It really does. Absolutely. You know, and Barry, you were talking about certain airlines you can't fly on. I can remember flying one time, and this was on um, this was on U.S. Airways, but it was one of those crop dusted flights. You know, the ones that have right. two two rows. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was flying with uh, my producer and, and a photographer who was a little bit bigger guy at the time. And, um, you know, he wasn't the only one, but there were two guys on there that made Barrett look small, right? <laughs> so so the flight attendant walks down the aisle and says, um, I need you to sit over here, and can you go over here? And we're like, what's wrong? You know, they, to balance out the weight on the plane. Are you serious? Said, oh, heck no. Oh, yes. I said, oh, heck. And this is U.S. Air. Oh, I said, my oh, God. Oh, heck no. And so here's, here's a confirmation for why I will not fly some of these smaller airlines. So, you know, I told you about the trip we, we took in February. We took to Disney. It was My wife wanted to go to Disney for our 40th wedding anniversary. Okay. So then she decides we're going to pay for, you know, little Cruz and his mom and dad to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all Cruz's mom and dad had to do was pay for their, their um, flight. So they flew JetBlue, right? <clears throat> so coming down, and when he got there, that was a flight. They never turned on the AC on the flight, number oh. one. Number two, the flight rolls up to the gate and the plane died. Then if somebody come out, like, you think I'm lying? You think I'm lying about this? Hey, you think you know I'm kidding? The plane dies when it gets to the gate. They have to, and they can't open the door to let people out. They have to bring somebody out oh and charge and the plane up. And charge it up and jump it before people can get out the plane. No, they I didn't. Said, That's it. Yes, they, they get the they get the cables uh, out. Yes, <laughs> yes. They get the cable about the dad jumping down. That, that's this perfect, is, man. So, so this going back perfect, home, <laughs> going back home, my son-in-law, my my daughter, my my grandson, they fly back JetBlue. Never turn the AC on the whole flight. I said uh, that's confirmation. I will never get on those flights. I will pay extra to fly. Like my wife and I, we almost fly exclusively when we go places Southwest. <laughs> I don't understand how other airlines don't get it. Southwest is so accommodating in a lot of ways. They don't charge you for two bags a person like some of these other airlines do. They make it fun. They make the flights fun. You know, the flight attendants get on the mic and they crack a joke while you're seating you. You know, when you're you're checking in at the gate, uh, the people behind the counter are very friendly. They crack jokes. They engage you. You know, all these other airlines are like zombies, man. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, have a good day. Thank you very much. Have a good day. They're like like bots. Thank you very much. Have a good day. I took uh, um, United one time, bro. I, I this 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 is you know this is it's not, it was good for me, but um you, I'm I'm flying United and I got upgraded to first class. Nice, you know what I'm saying? Because I did all the college football stuff, so I get upgraded to first class. And when I get on, I'm sitting there, but right across from me is the Big Show. What the Big Show is there? Yeah, the Big Show. Whoa! This, this is the only human being that's bigger than I am sitting on the plane. Wrestler, right? For people who don't know, yeah, re- yeah. the Big Show wrestler. Like, comes like in. what would you say he is, Barrett? Like six, eight, About five six, eight, At least five hundred. He had the biggest hands I ever saw. Like I got big hands. Look, look mm-hmm. how big my hands are. Mm-hmm. His I know, hands man. are probably, like a catcher mitt. Right. So look, his hands are like this far bigger than my hands. Right. You know, they're. I mean, his fingers. His fingers were like. Like his ring finger probably is a probably no question like a twenty two or something like that. <laughs> oh my god! But he was getting Lord. on with Diamond Dallas Page. Well, oh, for evidently Diamond Dallas, I got upgraded into his seat because he oh. didn't get there uh, early enough. Ooh. So he's raising Kane up in the front. Uh, you know the thing. He's raising Kane. He's pissed. He's in there. You guys, uh, and he had to sit back in the um back in uh hey, you coach. Know, 
and coast in, in, in the common folk seat. That's right. Right, right. Yeah. You know, the peasants. Yeah. So, so you know the the, the uh, wait wait where where to come the uh, the stewardess hears it and calls up there. She tells wives like, oh, so he says, um, would you mind sitting back there? I said, no, I wouldn't mind at all. I mean, I understand you guys upgraded. He said, she said, you know what? No, you stay right here. You stay right here. And he comes down. They, so they tell him why he's not because they upgraded me. And when he gets to oh, Big boy. Show, he looks at Big Show and he looks across at me. But he sees how big I am. He's uh -huh. like, if it would have been somebody smaller, I guarantee you he would have tried him. Yeah. He would have squashed me. He would have just yeah. thrown me into, into coach like two seconds. But since I was bigger than he was, yeah. he looked at me and snarled. And I'm like, yeah. Keep it going, bro. exactly. I, I, you might not be. It, it, it's not real what you're doing, but I'm gonna give you everything that you want if you mess with me. You know, so I'm looking like, yeah, uh huh. I even stood up a little bit, looked at him, and then yeah. he went on back. Yeah, <laughs> what, what I'm about to do to you isn't rehearsed, dude. Right, right. right. Yeah, so really, really. Keep it moving. Yeah. Hey, hey Rob. Hey, uh, hey Rob. My chains. Man, hey Rob. Joey B wants to know: Did Rob E organize the crawl space after finishing Ozark? Let me tell you something about the crawl space. All right, I'll show it to you. So I have my my 08 Phillies, you know, but that's the crawl space right there. You guys see yep. that? Yep, his escape hatch. That's where the, that's where all the bodies are buried, right in there, man. Okay, let me turn. Hey, on man, the light. I saw something moving, man. What's I that's saw right. something moving, bro? Hold on, hold on. I. So you guys get a little bit of an idea what a Whoa. disaster. Okay, let me let me just tell you something. Okay, when it comes to this this place. This little crawl space. First of all, I hate crawl spaces. Let me be very clear about that. Yeah, okay? same here. Um, they're the worst invention maybe ever. So what I do, and this happens about every three, two to three months, I would say, per year. I go in and I open up a path. You can see it's not much, but there's something to at least be able to get in there, right? And, and what I did was I made aisles. Like you can make left turns and get around a little bit in there. You can't tell from here. All right. But here's the, here's the problem. So the three other people who, who coexist in the house, my two kids and my wife, they will get anything and everything and put it right there. Okay. So whenever I open it, I can't even get into it because it's blocked. This happens all the time. Well, let me tell you what, too. I, I, I bet you this. When you look at that crawl space, yeah. you probably have every single bat, glove, pad, or whatever from every single sport that the kids have played in it too. Look at that. Look, look, <laughs> look, look. Every hey, single hey, one. I can go one better, it's dude. True. I have a basement with nine foot ceilings, right? Okay. Yeah. And my oldest daughter and son-in-law's wedding stuff, uh, fixtures and stuff are still there. Right. My middle, my middle kid, her husband, all of her history is there. My son, all of his history is there. Plus my wife, all of her work stuff is there. <clears throat> When I when we bought this house, I had a dream. I had a dream <laughs> that one day I would have a man's cave in the basement. Yep. It looked like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs had a gang fight in my basement. Yep. You can't walk in the basement. You have to climb over stuff. And it's a spacious basement. I will yeah. never see. I will never see a game room in a basement. I will never see it. My kids and my they dump everything in my basement. That ba I'm telling you, man, it's like a, it's like a museum where old stuff goes to die. Yeah, and I and look, I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I am a hoarder. I am. I'm a hoarder. I like. Yeah. I I am right on the on the borderline of it being an issue. I hang on to too, stuff too long. I do. Okay. You, you got you got you got your son's cleats when he wore like a a, a size eight, don't you? I do. I got. I'll. Hey, Miss Ellis. Look at Maggie. Yes, Darren. He's a hoarder. Okay. So after, 
As a matter of fact, I'll have a treat for you guys when we come back after our first break. I'll, 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 I'll have a little show and tell for you. Bro, but, you know what? I don't get that though, man. I don't I don't get like a all I have is my bait my uh, my garage. Right. Now my garage looks like somebody exploded a bomb in there. But like, you know, you it's supposed to be, you know, you ever see? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Now I'm getting but, piled on. Here right, right. It's supposed to be, you know, the base is supposed to be a man cave and everything. She got she shed on it. She's yes. got she's got she, I mean, it's it's it, because she wanted to move I got Build a movie theater in there. Yeah, I don't have anything down there except for my stateside vodka and my crown. And what about your what about your memorabilia, like from your career? It's hung up. It's hung okay. up. Okay, so at least it's somewhere. I just wanted yes, to make it's sure. Hung up. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's hung up. But it, it, you know, it's still though. You know, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I, don't, man. I don't get any room. No, I hear you. And, and my yeah, so my shed is not a big shed, but. He has Manny's old jerseys in the drawer. (laughs) She's killing me. Yeah, Yeah, my daughter's old. I do, actually. Uh, So the shed is the worst because it needs to be functional. Like I have the I have the mower. I have my weed whacker, like the actual the stuff that I could do, the rare stuff that I can do around the house. I have in there. But the problem is, it's the same thing. Open the door and boom. Just right, everybody right, throws, right, yeah. and I'm like, can I at least be able to get my lawnmower out? And this, right, yeah, you know, see, right, see, right, right, exactly. See, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's like, and 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 you would think the older you get, the simpler life would become, oh. you know. And I've told my wife, I said, this is the summer that me, you, and these kids are going to go through stuff. We're going to get. I'm thinking about getting one of those. Uh, you ever have neighbors where they get those huge, big trash bins? Like, say, for instance, if a house catches on fire or if people are moving and you dump everything pods. in it. And you get a pod. What do they call it? What do they the call pods, it? Yeah. The, the pods. Yeah, they're huge. The, the things are huge. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about it. 400 bucks, man. You get them for how much? You can have them for seven days and it's 400 bucks. But if yeah. it's over, if it goes over 3,000 pounds, yeah. Then you got to pay a little extra, but yeah, yeah, you don't want to go over. You get, you get charged for overages, yeah, so you yeah. want to keep it really? just, that's just an FYI, yeah. just a tip for people who are maybe moving or cleaning stuff out with your dumpsters. Yeah. If you go over, you get charged for for overages. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm about to have an exorcism in my basement, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, I can't take it any. I can't take it anymore. I'm serious. It's uh, it's sad, man. You know. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so let's do this. Uh, we're going to dive a little bit. we got a couple things in store. Ben Davis is going to be joining us at 1 o'clock, who does a, a phenomenal job with the Phillies broadcast. He was out on the West Coast for this unbelievable road trip for the Phillies where they just crushed and went 5-2 and two and took 3 out of 4 from the Dodgers. So Ben's going to be joining us. And as a matter of fact, coincidentally, the Phillies played the Padres tonight. You know who the number two overall pick was in the 1995 draft by the San Diego Padres? Who? Ben Davis. Oh, oh. He went number two no in the entire Major League Baseball draft when he came out of high school. Wow. Wow. Taken by the Padres. Crazy. I didn't know we'll, that. Yeah. We'll talk to Ben at one o'clock. We come back. We're going to wow. dive into the position battles for the Eagles because there's some pretty good ones, man. This is yeah. not going to yeah. be a given like it is a lot of years in, in camp where you're just handing a guy a gig. I think there's some battles here that we'll get into Absolutely. when we get back. A little bit later, I'm going to pose something to you guys. And, and if our, our comment section, and by the way, smash the like button, please. Uh, and you guys want to think and ponder this for a minute. I'm going to show you later a quote from Daryl from, from Brian Winhorst of ESPN and what he has to say about Daryl Morey, which could portend to a young star for the Sixers maybe being traded. And would you or not? What? So we'll get into that 
as well. So we will come back. We got a lot in store for you. Don't go back. Don't go anywhere. And I might have a little show and tell for you when we get back to he's D gun, the birthday boy. He is Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. With the whistler, he's D Gun, the birthday man. <laughs> I am Rob Ellis. He's Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take, and uh, I, I, I tell, I promise you guys a little show and tell before we dive into the Eagle stuff. All right. So, uh, my daughter's seventeen now. This look how little this this little jersey is. Her softball, <laughs> her softball okay, it's her little softball jersey. She's on the Rebels. Okay, and then so there's one example. You mentioned the spikes. This is a pair of my son's spikes. Come on, man. <laughs> He's 20 now. The, 
these are some boats too, man. These are some big, big spikes. All right, they're, they're actually Bryce Harper shoes. Well, you know that's 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 cool, man. Because my parents didn't keep any of mine. My, my mom and pops they didn't keep none of my stuff. Right. We moved so much, man. I don't have any of that stuff. You're gonna appreciate this one. Oh, Rec there we go. Rectal on broad mug. Hey, hey, check it out. I wasn't even I, I wasn't ah. even on the show. I got three of those mugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we had to bribe you to come in every once in a while. And do it. it was that and straight cash, homie. That was the only <laughs> way we got oh, you. Hey, man. hey, I don't remember, get up remember that unless I'm going fishing or catching a flight. <laughs> I know. I don't blame it. Remember that coffee cup being broke? <laughs> That's right. Oh, all over Jillian. Yes, I was sitting right there, man. I caught some shrapnel from that. Wait, That's man, you sure. got you got to spill coffee on Jillian? Her mug broke. She literally had just filled a cup. It was it, we were on the air in ten seconds. It's myself, Mike Missinelli, and Jillian sitting on the set. I, you guys were were you off, Barrett? I think you might have been off. I was off. off. Yeah, yeah, I was off. I swear to you. So she she has that like something like this bit, maybe bigger yep. filled, and the she either dropped it or it broke, and she had white pants on. Oh, she was covered, covered <laughs> in it. Okay. And, and like the professional she was, she had an extra pair of pants in the car so she could. Oh, she, no. But she sat through the entire segment with soaked in coffee. I give her props. It was. Hey, that, it, it was hey that's what ha that's what happens when you they buy them secondhand products, man. They just spend a little bit more money. I hear you, man. And, and bought some real stuff, man. Bro, yeah, that, that, that was that show was the great. This should be a, 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 a show we should have. Um, you know, early in the morning, because I can only imagine you. Being up at four o'clock in the morning. Who? D who D seen, yeah. He got would just stay up. He would just stay up, man. <laughs> I don't want to sleep. Let me tell yeah, you that something. That would be crazy. You'd be cranky too, if, man. If I've, cranky. I, I'm glad you said that because if I had to be on the show every day at like 6 a.m., <clears throat> you guys would probably get me fired off the show because I'd be one miserable, you he know would. what? I'm angry. You see, see, there's D gun in the third person, and then there's angry D gun, his alter ego. Uh huh. And it's funny, my brother, my brother, ever since my kids was was little, my brother would tell, ask my kids and my wife, have you ever seen your dad or your husband's real temper? And I would be like this. He asked me the same thing. Yeah. Did on he? Trip. Yeah. he did? Uh -huh. See, when I was a teenager, there was another side of D-Gun that was, I'm glad he doesn't exist anymore. Um, you know, and, and I always tell him, you know, and even to this day, my brother likes to, anything he can get on me, he tries to. He's a needler. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The younger brother is always the needler. Right. Yep. And and so I, every time he does it, do not ask him about this. And so my wife goes, I've seen him mad, but not like what you're talking about. She goes, if I ever see that, I'm leaving, you know, <laughs> and, and I've done a good job. Every time I think I would get to that point in my life, I would automatically say, I'm not going to let my brother win. I am go. not going to let my brother win. So my family has never seen D gun of yesteryear, which is okay. a good thing. Which that is, is a good, good thing. thing. He retired. He retired. He had to retire in a hurry. All right. All right. Hey, little birds news, little bit. Nothing major, but I like this. I, I think these things actually are a lot more productive. And Barrett, I'll be curious as a player if you went through these, what, what you think. But the Eagles are going to hold a joint practice with the Miami Dolphins ahead of the third preseason game. Uh, I think that's I think that's great. What, what, what do you, uh, where do you guys stand on that? I do too. You know, I, I think it's a necessity because you don't have the type of camps that you hit. You have those quality reps like you have when I was playing because right. um, you know Captain was longer. Um, I can remember we um, we actually went to I was my first year up in Westchester, not even Lehigh, but in Westchester. My last the last time they had in Westchester, 
we had camp for seven. Well, I had the rookies had camp for seven weeks. The veterans had it for six weeks. The rookies and selected veterans would get there a week early, and we would practice, have two days, just to prep us what was you know what football was going to be like in the NFL going forward uh, into the season. And you know we were there. We did our conditioning tests. We went through everything, and and you know that's how we entered into camp, into the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. two days and everything. Before the veterans, then the veterans got there. Then we had six weeks of camp after that. Jeez, man! So talking about your body being hardened, we know two days. These were real two. It wasn't like you know the two days they have. You know, well, it's not even two days. It's just one days now. They're not even allowed to have two days. Yeah, we had literal practice, and it didn't matter. There was no limit on how many padded practices we could have. And and even by, by the way, even by the the softer standards now, Nick Sirianni even airs. Soft, like the, the it is the shortest practices I've ever seen uh, in, right. in camp. I mean, it's right. crazy. And let, look, the, the one thing I will say is, knock on wood, the Eagles at least did not have a ton of injuries last year, yep. especially compared to what it looked like previous seasons. Previous so, two years, yeah, yeah, right. So maybe, maybe you know, it works. So they're gonna have joint practices against the Browns That's and be the great. Dolphins. I love it. I love it. So they're going to be down there or they're going to be up here. I think both. He's going to be a mix. I like I remember the I think it was 17, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Didn't they was it the Patriots? It was the Ra- Patriots and Ravens, wasn't yeah, it? I, and it was great, man. It got yeah. pretty heated in a, in, a, in a lot of it. Here, yeah. here, here's what I love about it. Um you know, after X amount of days in camp, even though they basically have uh you know, Sunday school training camps now. Right. Um, <laughs> your players get tired of banging into each other. The offense knows the defensive calls. The defense knows the offensive calls. You know, you get a fresh set of bodies in there, and there's always, always, always going to be some kind of skirmish before mm-hmm. it's all said and done. Especially towards the end of the week. Especially oh, yeah. later in the week. Yeah, when man. You've, you've just seen enough of the dude who's across from you, yeah. and then it's on. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the best part. You know, I hate to be sadistic about this, but that's the best part. That's better than watching practice. Amen. Well, yeah, I mean, you get to hit another a guy in another jersey, man. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about this guy being healthy going into the season. You could, you know, tee off on him. So it's it's a better it's a better way to gauge where your team is. Number one, number two. Now you get to see guys, you know, that 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 haven't really mm-hmm. performed. You haven't seen before all up through camp, all through the mini camps, the yep, you know, right. OTAs, yeah, stuff right. like that. You're playing against the same guys. Yep. Well, now you get to see these selected rookies and see these guys go against somebody who they have you haven't seen them practice against. You haven't right. seen them. You don't see what they're gonna do. You're gonna see if yep. they're gonna turn it up. You know, that's what you see with these practices, and it gets hot, man. I, I mean, I I love the fact that the first day and the last days are the best practices because that's when you get everybody's all you get real chippy at the beginning because you're just trying to fill yourself um, out with the other guys, uh, you know, kind of assert your dominance on the other team. And then the end, all right, I'm tired of hitting everybody. I'm pissed off and I'm just going to take it out on you before we go to the game. Love and it. you know, those when you get the best practices you can get. So we, remember last year we won, we won a lot of those practices. Remember he was keeping score. Undefeated, <laughs> undefeated joint yep. practices. Yep. Miami Dolphins of, of the, of the joint practices, Barrett. That's gonna be great, man. So I, 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 I can't wait to see that. I also want to see the this Cleveland. Uh, I hope that they, they do. They play Cleveland here or away? Uh, Cleveland? Uh, hold on. Oh, for the joint practice, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll find that. I'll find it. Yeah, but I don't it, know it, I'd love to come over. I want to see uh, the new quarterback, uh, Watson, in in the, in the um 
in the new colors. See how he's and we still don't. What's going on with that? Yeah, you're enjoying while you can in, in practice. Yeah, because he's going to be suspended. Yeah, yeah I, I think the Derek and I touched on it yesterday, Barrett. Uh, there, the league is. It feels like they're getting. There's some reports that they're getting closer to at least notifying the Browns how long it's going to be. So. I can't imagine, Derek. I think you said it, they'll they'll give them six and they'll knock it down to four or something like that. That's probably about right. I, I, I may, think may, they if, might go eight and then yeah, take, take it, down, kick to it down to six. Yeah, yeah. I think you know you have to send a message. Um, you know, so far he's been he hasn't been you know charged. You know, the accusers are still coming forward, but he hasn't right. been charged with anything. And you know, I believe I don't know this for a fact, but I believe. Uh, as you read the reports, some women have now backed off of their cases. I believe there was probably settlement somewhere along the line, as is the case with a lot of issues like this. Um, but, you know, the league has set an example. The league takes this stuff like this very seriously. And, you know, and they're going to try to make an example of him to scare other players off or to get other players to step in line and really think before you act and do things you shouldn't do. So I think there's going to be some kind of suspension to what degree, if he gets an eight-game suspension and it holds, that's going to really hurt Cleveland's season overall because oh, yeah. Cleveland has the talent, even without Jarvis Landry, even without Odell Beckham, Cleveland still has a talent to do some damage in the AFC North. Um, but if he's out eight games, that's really going to hurt their run for that division title. Well, and they, they still have a very awkward, strange situation with Baker Mayfield still being on the yeah, roster. exactly. You know, and how you he's made it clear he wants out of there. He doesn't want to be there. Like, if, if – if they even try to go to him and say, hey, look, you know, Deshaun's out for four or six games, you know, we need you to jump in there. How's that going to be? I mean, well, I, to be honest, Rob, um, I don't care how many games Deshaun is out. Um, nobody obviously is going to trade for Baker Mayfield. They're going to sit back and wait. I cut him. You have to cut him. You can't let this go on no. <laughs> because it's going to be a daily a, a daily question. So training camp. Yep. yep. No a doubt. daily distraction. And a coach no does not want that. Is yeah. it trying to get ready for a season? I think it comes down. You just have to cut him and let him go a, go a separate way. Yeah, I, I think that's I think it's fair, and I think that's actually the way it's going to play out, Gunner. So we'll we'll yeah. see. I think right now they're desperately trying to get somebody to take him off their hands, but it, yeah. it's not going to happen. All right. So and Barrett mentioned this in our in one of our pre shows that we were doing today, and I think it's a, a a pretty fun exercise here to look at the the position battles that the Eagles have because most years. I mean, let's face it, it, it it's it's a pretty much a lock. The guy who's making the most money, who's been there the longest, is going to be the starter. But there's a few positions that I think are up in the air. Um, or you're just not exactly sure how the parts are going to fit at certain <laughs> positions, right? So let me ask you guys this. I'll, I'm going to jump around a little bit. But offensive line, here's what we know I think are locks for the Eagles. My lot of left tackle, Dickerson, left guard, Kelsey at center. Lane Johnson at right tackle. I think right guard's interesting. Yep. Yes, it is. Sayamalu, Driscoll, Jurgens. How do how do you see that position, you know, coming to, to form here? Oh, I'll let you go first, Digon, because this is gonna take me a little bit. I think I think Sayamalu um has the inside track because of experience. <clears throat> but they like this kid Jurgens because of his versatility. I think they're going to give him every shot possible to win that job. Now, when Driscoll was in there, he held down the position okay, but I think they're looking for something a little bit different at that position, a little bit stouter at that position. <clears throat> if Jurgens is the the animal, 
that we think he is from what we've seen on film and what we're told. He's going to be right there eventually when he gets the system down and the calls down. He's going to be right there with Sayamalu. Sayamalu is a road grader. You know, he moves people off the ball. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. No question about it. So that I, I'm torn. I, I said it a few weeks ago or last week that I thought Jurgens had the inside track. But as I look at it now, if Sayamalu is healthy, I think Sayamalu has the inside track first. Um, and then Jurgens. What do you think, Pac? I think it's going to be a three-way race. Okay. You know? Well, actually, almost four. Because um, just like you say, Cam Jurgens is, is a second-round pick. So you're going to give him every opportunity to at least try to fight um, and, and, and at least get some quality reps. I do think it's Isaac Sayamalo is the front runner. He's going to start just because he's the elder statesman of the group. He was yeah. a starter before he got hurt. And they kind of think they owe it to him to come in as a starter and um, – you know, and have somebody beat beat this guy out. But, you know, Jake Driscoll and, and LaRaven Clark. I mean, LaRaven Clark is, a, is an outlier that people aren't talking about. But LaRaven Clark, I mean, um, uh, not LaRaven Clark, but uh, um, uh, a Coyote, a Wosica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coyote, a Wosica is somebody that nobody's talking about that is good. LaRaven Clark is somebody that got from Indianapolis they think is good. So we're talking about quality depth, but Coyote, Awosika, and LaRaven Clark are two guys that they picked up last year that they really, really like and are going to give them an opportunity to play. I know everybody was saying, you know, that um, what's, what's the guy's name came in? Um, you, you, in fact, you kind of liked him, D-Gun. Uh, what was his name? The guard um, that, that came in? Um, Sue Opeda. Ope- yeah, Opeda. Ope- yeah, Opeda. Opeda. Yeah. I don't yeah. – Opeda – his time in, 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 in Eagles Green is over with. Because wow. Of these I think wow. Kyle, they have him second on the depth chart right now behind wow. Dickerson. Now, you can't always yes. go by that, but wow. that's interesting. But Coyote, Awosika. Good, good work with the name, by the way. Yeah, is, wow. is, a, is a great backup right now. Okay. And I see him as a guy that could really start. He's not really the road grader, but as far as pass blocking, he's the better of the pass blockers. Out of all the guys we just talked about, he's okay. the best pass blocker out of the guys you talk about. As far as the overall game, you got to give it to Isaac Sayamala right now. You look at Cam Jurgensen, he's just so young that you can't think he's going to come in and play right now, although he has athletic to do it. And they do love LaRaven Clark, you know, his ability to play tackle yeah. and guard. And plus, he comes from Indianapolis and they like him from Indianapolis, they took him from Indianapolis. So those three guys, well, four guys, can really help themselves in camp. And I see them, you know, I see them letting a lot of guys go. That's why I'm really comfortable right now with Andre Dillard being a trade piece and somebody that somebody's going to try to come and get him, and they're going to get top dollar for him too. They're going to get a a high draft pick. Everybody said, oh, he's not going to get a first. I think they could possibly get a second or Mm. third rounder for this kid going into camp where somebody loses their um, left tackle, he can come in and play. He can come in and play and be a perennial, not not a perennial pro bowler, but he can be, he can be damn close to being a perennial um, <laughs> left tackle to lock down somebody's left tackle for a long, long time. All right, I want to jump around. I'm going to go to defense okay. now. All right, and, and let's go to linebacker because I find this also interesting. They signed Kazir White. All right, that that's that's a given. I think he'll play the weak side. Would, yep. would you guys agree with that? Okay, absolutely. The middle, very much up in the air. 
Yes. TJ Edwards had a, had a pretty solid year, and I, I think he's a solid player for sure. Uh, he's been an upgrade over some of the slop that they've rolled out at linebacker over the years. There's no doubt slop. about that. But <laughs> Kobe Dean's here now. And then you go to the strong side. Is that where you play Redick, or do you use him just more on the edge? And who? And if that's the case, who takes that spot? Is it the kid Kyron Johnson out of Kansas? How does the linebacker thing, other than White, play out? Well, when we talked about – um. When we talked about the mere fact that, you know, position battles, that's exactly what the position battle I wanted to talk about in the first place. Because we don't know what defense they're going to run. It's really up in the air. But unless they run a a, a, a 30 front, a three down lineman front. Which isn't they, totally out of the question, by the way, right? Well, they, I think that they can do it. And at the drop of a dime, it could be possibly their base defense uh, when I look at it. Because you could send so many people. I mean, it, it'll look like a blitz, but it's not a blitz because mm-hmm. they'll send that fourth defender. And that's where you're going to get, uh, you know, Hassan Reddick out there, uh, Patrick Johnson, and, you know, guys like that. You know, the kid from, from Kansas, you know. Yeah. That's when those guys will come in and play, the, the Kyron Johnsons. That's when they'll come in and play. That's when you can have three linebackers on the, on the field and they can have your best players. When they're in their base front, which is right now 4-2, Right. Because everybody uses tw- um, 11 personnel, which is one running back and one tight end, the rest receivers, that's three receivers. Their nickel front, which is their base front, they only have two linebackers on the field. They run a big nickel with that third safety. So when you look at it, who are the linebackers you're going to put at the two linebacker positions? You know what I mean? I mean, I know you can put Hassan Reddick probably as that, that fourth guy to come in as a rusher slash defensive end. But at the two linebackers, there is so much versatility that you can have at the linebacker position. I mean, just like you said, N'Kobe Dean. But I think he's so far a guy that he's going to have to work his way up because they love Davion Taylor and his speed and the way he kind of, you know, came on um, mm-hmm. last season. Of course, T.J. Edwards is going to be a guy that's going to be in on, on first, second down because he's a run stopper. He's gonna he he has the best discipline as far as the linebackers as far as being a, a a talent that you know he he lives at the linebacker position he understands how to play the linebacker he feels when he's supposed to feel he reads plays a lot better than the rest of the other guys I think he's more mature as the linebacker in the middle than anybody else then I think Kasir White is that second linebacker in that four two front he's a guy that you know that's why they they brought him in him to be that will. Mm-hmm. linebacker that can go out and cover if he has to, but he's going to be the guy that can, you know, make plays as far as their, their, you know, the package where they're going to blitz TJ Edwards and he's going to be, have to be in the middle and to solidify the middle, but it's going to be tough for them to get a lot of these guys on the field unless they go to a 30 front. And this is why I'm thinking they're going to go to a 30 front because why would you draft and, and bring in guys? You draft the um, Kyron Johnson, but then you bring in, Hassan Reddick. All these guys are stand-up type of linebackers that yep. are on a line of scrimmage and not really guys, you, you know, that play from depth, you know, saying from 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 mm-hmm. four yards back. Mm-hmm. I don't see them as those type of linebackers. I see them as rush linebackers mm-hmm. that are in a that are in a um, you know, basically a 30 front, or uh you would have to say um uh, you could call it a 50 front also when you have five down linemen. I mean, uh, you have three down linemen, two linebackers on the outside, and two linebackers in the inside. How do you, you know? see it? How do you see it, Gunner? Um, I think you you stand up Hassan Reddick on the outside. This man had 23 and a half sacks over the last two years. Da-da-da. I think you stand him up on the outside and let him attack from a standing position to gain that advantage against that offensive tackle. When it comes to – I'm not so sure 
that T.J. Edwards is going to – he may start the season, but I don't know if he's going to finish the season as a starter. Ah, da, da. Yep. Once, once N'Kobe Dean gets up up to speed, once Kazir White um, gets this system down, I can see Kazir and N'Kobe Dean as interchangeable parts. I think they're going to take N'Kobe Dean and move him around and let him try to find the hole in the picket fence. You know, his strength is being able to get up under these big big offensive linemen and doing damage. I can see him playing the wheel sometime and playing the mic as well. I don't think he's going to have just one defined position, and I don't think Kazir White is either, either, which I think also makes the defense a little bit more unpredictable. You know, this is not a knock against T.J. Edwards. When I watched T.J. Edwards play at Wisconsin, the one thing T.J. Edwards did extremely well, he was never the fastest linebacker, sideline to sideline, but he was a run stuffer. You know, so I do think on obvious running downs, if there is such a thing left in the National Football League, um, you know, T.J. Edwards is going to be in there for the rundowns. But when it comes to attacking a quarterback and being disruptive, I think you need to have a N'Kobe Dean on the field. If he's healthy coming out of the gate, you need to get him on the field and let him be that kamikaze pilot, that guy that can find a way to get in, whether it's coming off the edge, whether it's coming out that seam between the tackle and the guard, whether you put him in the middle. You know, if you got a big tackle, you know it's going to command two people in the center, let him slide off that, that, that D tackle one way or the other, find a seam and, and come right up the middle because there's not many quarterbacks other than a Lamar Jackson. When he takes off, is going to outrun a Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean is like a cheetah. I always talk about cheetahs chasing gazelles. Nicobe Dean is, a, is that cheetah. He can, he's going to track down 90, 97% of quarterbacks who try to take off to the outside. And if, if Jonathan Gannon is smart, you play to these guys' strengths every time. You as unpredictable every time you line up from the opening snap of the season to the last snap of the season. I don't care what your record is at that point, but you stay unpredictable every week of the season. Like it, like it. All right, so when we come back a little later, we got Ben Davis coming up next, uh, talks some Phils at 1.30. We'll dig into the safety position, the corner position, D-line, wide receiver, and running back. We will hit every single one of those coming up at 1.30. But when we come back, they are hot. They are certifiably hot. They had a big-time road trip out west, and they are back home tonight to take on the Padres. We'll talk to the man who not only gets it done in the booth, but also in the studio as well. Ben Davis joins us from NBC Sports Philadelphia. When we come back, he is the gun. He is Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at action news we cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world never miss a moment trust the people at action news 
in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to Sports Take, everybody. I am Rob Ellis, along with Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and excited to have our next guest on, first time on Sports Take. Does an amazing job uh, with both in the booth and in the studio, whatever you need him to do. And he's got the best hair in the business. It's not even close. <laughs> the one and only Ben Davis. What's happening, Ben? How you doing, guys? What's Good. going What's on, going on bro? I just right. threw some meat on the on the smoker. I was going to say that. I knew it. I was just going to, you know, not share it with anybody. Oh, yes. Boom, was, he comes right out of ben, the You know him well. You know him well. I, I was about to say, I bet he's outside cooking a moose burger. He texts me at 2 in the morning. Hey, Gunner, I got a piece of moose on this. I'm like, what? I got quail. I, you know, he doesn't cook basic meats like us, like hot dogs, burgers, steaks. This dude's got all these exotic meats. Hey, I got an ostrich loin uh, grilling right now. <laughs> like, what? Ostrich loin. Okay. Oh, yeah. like, what the heck is going on here? Ben, yeah. we spend more time talking about grilling on this show than we do anything else. I'm, t- I'm not kidding you. I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Without well, the man's got a gift. Gunner's yeah. got a gift for it. I will say that. And he's also somehow finds the time, which which really blows my mind. Yeah, I don't it, understand it, bro. It, it, it is. is. It's amazing. He makes it happen, man. He makes he, it. He oh, definitely man. makes it happen. Speaking yeah. of making it happen, Ben, and, and you were right there chronicling this whole thing on this West Coast swing. Uh, you know, a team that couldn't find an ounce of consistency, it felt like up until that point. All of a sudden, man, there was like a, a, a switch that was just flipped here. And they delivered, and it was a combo of unbelievable offense, and I think darn good starting pitching too, which kind of got it gets overlooked a little bit because the offense went bananas. But talk to us, man. Five and two on that trip, and, and three out of four yeah. in LA should have been four out of four. Yeah, um, I will start with the pitching because I think that was the biggest question mark going into um, into the season. Everyone thought that they would swing the bats and, and really create a lot of runs, which they did on this road trip. Um, but the starting pitching. I want to say through the last three or four times through the rotation, they've been dynamite. They've been really good. They've been throwing strikes, not walking guys, um, getting out some big spots here and there. 
it's just been it's been fun to watch because they've been so good uh, within the strike zone. They've been competitive in the strike zone. They're not afraid to miss. They're, they're, they're pitching to contact a little bit more. Yes, some of these guys have the ability to strike somebody out, but they've been pitching to contact. It's been it's been fun. Uh, but offensively, that last road trip, it was it was really the perfect storm. It wasn't two or three guys. It was one through nine. The production that they got in L.A. just alone from the bottom of the lineup, six through nine, it was it was phenomenal. They they stole bases. They their base running was amazing. What Gene Segura did in Seattle, there was a fly ball to hit the left field. Gene's on first base. He tags up, catches Jesse Winker flat footed in left field, tags up, goes to second base, goes to goes to third base on a wild pitch and then scores on a wild pitch. Those are the intangibles that you just can't teach. It's a baseball instinct. Um, it's just, it was fun to watch and they hit the ball out of the ballpark in LA. It was just really a perfect storm, a perfect combination of everybody knowing, having an approach and sticking with that approach. Hey Ben, uh, when you look at Bryce Harper in particular on this, in the series against the Dodgers, he goes nine for 12, three homers, eight RBI. And then of course he has to sit out that game as he gets an injection. I said on this show last week, that even though he's not being allowed to throw, every time he extends that thing, it's irritating it to a certain degree. Is this something we're going to have to just deal with this entire season? Will it ever heal? Well, Gunnar, um, I will say this. I had Tommy John, you know, he's got a, a, a strain UC, in that ligament. UCL. Yeah, UCL, yeah. the yeah. ultracollateral yeah. ligament. I had that for about a year and a half, and I finally decided to have Tommy John done. I'm not saying this is going to what happened to Bryce Harper, but I will say, being a switch hitter, it did not bother me at all when I hit left-handed. Okay. It did bother me right-handed when I would hit and I'd get to the point of impact because my right elbow was kind of bent, pushing my elbow back at times. It would cause yeah. a strain on that ligament. I, he'll be fine uh, from an offensive standpoint. He'll be able to hit. He says it doesn't hurt at all when he hits. So that is a good thing. He just wants to get this done. He feels kind of – he doesn't feel like he's helping the team enough right now, just DHing. He feels he can help them defensively. He doesn't feel whole right now, and that's why he wants to get back out there in right field. Plus, it's going to enable some other guys maybe to, to fill in the DH spot, get off their feet for a couple of days. Schwarber and Castellanos have played left field and right field every day since since Harper's been the DH. So even get JT Romuto a, a day, you know, maybe just a DH, or Reese yeah. Hoskins just a day to DH. That's what's going to enable these guys to do if he can play right field. Um, I think it's the right move right now. They, they should get him back in right field, hopefully after this four-week period of non-throwing mm. and, and rehab and all that. Maybe it does. Maybe this does work, this injection. Mm. Well, you know, looking at it, man, you, you, you kind of, you know, um, said it a little bit, you know, when we first started. But I don't understand how fundamentally sound they are now. What, what happened to before? You know, what happened to, you know, eight games before? Why aren't they playing as fundamentally sound then – as they are right now. I'm, I'm seeing basic baseball principles being enacted right now. You know, what is the difference between, you know, them being on the East coast and, you know, them being like, what, what focused them to play that fundamental baseball <laughs> they're playing right now? Well, Barrett, I think it was just the matter of, of them not having successes. They're not chalking up the W's. They're realizing, Hey, whatever we're doing right now, it's not working. So we need to change. We need to start doing those little things that add up to being big things. They're making the fundamental play in the field. Their defense in L.A. was, was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Case in yep. point, that, that day game on, on Sunday, mm -hmm. I know they didn't win that game, but, man, they played tremendous defense. And they were able to get Aaron Nola out of a couple jams. 
I think they realize that we need to do these. If we're not hitting the baseball out of the ballpark, we need to manufacture some runs, find ways that we can get this done. And I think they kind of got back to the basics and said, you know what? All right, this is what we need to do, and this is how we need to be better at it. And, and they made the adjustments. Ben, mm. I, I got to ask you about a guy who, you know, it, it was a quick write-off, but a lot of people wrote him off last year because it was it was rough. It was rough in the field. It was rough at the plate after a real good abbreviated rookie year. But what Alec Bohm's done this year, at the plate he's hitting yeah. 315. You look at the RBIs, you know, he's, he's done a great job driving in runs. The approach has been excellent, not afraid to take the ball the other way. But even after that disaster against the Mets really early, when we all know what he you know, said about the fans and all that, known it, he's been, I would say, above average in the field as well. How do you account for this just turnaround from, from Alec Bohm? Well, I think it takes, first and foremost, it takes a, a strong athlete from, from within. you got to know what you're made of. It shows the metal that he's made of. I think he got to the point where he said, the hell with it. I'm just going to go out and play baseball. I'm going to play 100%, give 100% every chance I get. And the hell with it, and and see what happens. Um, it was a it was a tough year for him last year, both offensively and defensively. It did not work out for him, and I think he just said, you know what, I'm just going to go back to being me. If you think about it, last year he comes up his rookie year it was the second in in rookie of the year voting. Is last year was probably the first time in his entire life, not career but life, that he ever didn't have success, and he didn't know how do you, how do you deal with that. You know, he, he coasted through the minor leagues. He was he was a first-round draft pick out of Wichita State. You know he's the best Little League player, teen, you know, Babe Ruth player, high school player, college player. And then he coasts through the minor leagues. He gets to the big leagues. He's second in the in the league in, in rookie of the year balloting. And then he has a bad year. Like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I've never failed before. Yeah. If you don't know how to deal with those failures, you're not going to be a productive big leaguer. I think he learned from that. I think he, he really kind of said – you know what? I'm, I'm going to fail at times. I'm, it's not always going to be perfect. It's an imperfect sport. And I think he's just made the adjustments and it's been fun to watch him this year. He's uh, he's been great. Ben, can this team hang with the Mets? Plain and simple. That's a good question, Gunner. I think they can, but they have to play like they just played in the last seven games. They hmm. have to not give games away. They can't let the big, like the one, another good thing that they did in this road trip, they had some possibilities of, really having an inning implode on them, but they only let in one run or two runs. They can't have that super big inning like that we've seen the Mets have against them. Um, that is one thing that they cannot happen. But, yes, I think they can compete with them. I think the Mets are a very good ball club. I didn't think they'd be this good out of the shoot. Now, the one caveat is they are missing DeGrom. Once they get yep. DeGrom back, that's a whole different animal. He's the best pitcher on the planet. Well, but I do think they can stay with him because I don't see this Mets lineup staying this hot for that long. I just don't mm. see it. I mean, they have some some ballers in there, but I don't see them staying that hot offensively. I hated it, man. I was just up in New York, Long Island, in New York, man, and that's all they talk about, Mets, Mets, Mets. Them and the Rangers, you know, so it kind of pissed me off. But, uh, you know, <laughs> going on, um, you know, I got to ask, man, what is Joe Girardi's um, – what is his place in all this success they're having? Because we definitely blamed it on him when they were talking about, you know, when he was, you know, when they were losing and everything else. What is what part of their success right now do you account for Joe Girardi's place in it? Well, I think he's just kind of shown that he's sticking to it. He's sticking to it and he's trying to find that lineup, that leadoff guy that's going to really be on base when Bryce Harper comes up and Castellanos comes up. Um, he just said, hey, listen, and, and again, it's so cliche, but it is a long season. It's 162 games. He was just trying to find some type of stability 
that these guys can go out there and, and, and win ball games with. He's pretty much the same guy. He pretty much says the same things. It's just a matter of his ball club playing better. And the track records of these guys, I mean, Kyle Schwarber in case, he's a notorious slow starter. I mean, slow, slow, slow starter. So he's just kind of waiting for these guys to get hot because they're, that's their MO. That's the way they've always been in their career. And now you're starting to see these guys. We know that Reese Hoskins is a streaky guy. He started off blazing, and then he went, then he went down in the dumps way below 200. And now he's back up in like 240, 250 range. So we know these guys are streaky. He was kind of just kind of banking on that and waiting for them to get hot. Ben, I, I, a lot of positives, no doubt, but I'm having some PTSD bullpen issues. Yes. Oh, I'm my right goodness. With you, Rob. I, I mean, and it's a shame. You're wasting really good outings from your starters here. Uh, is this just kind of the ebbs and the flows of this, or are there bigger issues here with the pen? No, I think there are bigger issues. T- case in point, they played uh, 36 innings in L.A. The bullpen alone had 15 walks. Oh. 15 walks. That can't happen. Yeah. It cannot happen. And they walked that tightrope and they got out of there with three out of four wins. But they, that can't happen. I think you're going to see some of these spots kind of changed in the bullpen. You're going to see some of these roles reversed. Some of these guys are really throwing the baseball well. I think you're going to start to see handing the ball off to Knable towards the end of the you know, seventh and eighth inning. Mm-hmm. And the guys that were in seventh, eighth inning, you might see them in the, sixth, in the fifth or sixth or, or sixth inning. Um, so yeah. I think some of the roles need to be reversed. And maybe they go out and get somebody else. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Maybe they have to do that because if you if, if you can't throw strikes out of the bullpen, you can't come out of the bullpen. Well, Ben, ben how, go ahead, Barry. Yeah, but how do you fix the pen? You don't have the talent yet ready yet in the minors. Um, if you give up anything significantly, it's going to disrupt the chemistry in your offensive arsenal because somebody wants to pick off somebody. Somebody's bat is going to be included in a potential deal. How do you fix it without disrupting the chemistry that we believe this team could have in the long run? That's a great question. Um, I mean, that's the, that's the problem that the Phillies have had for the last few years. And that's the number one issue that, that Dombrowski said he was going to try to address is bolstering this minor league player drafting and player development, something that he yeah. needs to do. Right now, we're not developing a whole lot of players. No. And that's, that is a terrible issue. You just can't go out and buy everybody. It just doesn't work that way. You need to have these guys come up through the minor league level and play at the big league level and produce. Um, I, I, would, I would agree. If, if you're going to make a deal to go out and get a big bullpen piece, they're going to ask for Alec Boehm. They're going to ask for Reese Hoskins. Yep. Yep. And are you willing to give that up to bolster that bullpen and be that, that lockdown guy or, or guy that, 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 that bridge to Canable? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I, I think – they're going to have to get somebody, maybe a piece or two, if the bullpen continues to be like this. Ben, mm. stay on the bullpen for a second. Are we? Has have we seen enough from Sir Anthony? It's been a long road back. Okay, have we seen enough this year to hand him the ball in the ninth at a big spot, high leverage spot, as they say? I, I still think Knable's the guy. Um, I think you look at Sunday. I think it was very poor, poor uh, pitching uh, choices to throw a high fastball to Bellinger with two outs. You know. <clears throat> I, I didn't get that that pitch selection at all. And then, obviously, a couple of curveballs to Lux. I did not get it all. Lux didn't touch a fastball the entire yep. series. He had a couple of curveballs. Yeah. So, pitch selection. I think Knable is that that guy at the end. But getting back to your question, Sarah Anthony is exactly where he needs to be. He's 98 with the four-seamer and has a little cut. The two-seamer is exploding down and in the righties. That's at 97, 98. And his slider has become a, a weapon. So, yes, he does have closer stuff. I still think the job is Knables, but I, I think you're going to see Sir Anthony in the eighth inning. 
Hey, Ben, how difficult is it for you to remain politically correct after games? I love watching games. <laughs> and when Michael Barkan or, or Ruben Amaro or Ricky Bo come at you with questions, you take that pregnated pause before you answer. <laughs> and I'm like, I know exactly what he's doing because you know who you work for. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, how tough is that to not speak with emotion but be dip diplomatically correct at all times? It is tough because you guys know me. I'm very passionate about yep. the game of baseball, and and I love what I do. I love my job, but you, there is that 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 <clears throat> that line you have to walk. Yeah. Because I know how stinking hard the game is to play. Although when I sit up in the booth, it looks so stinking easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know how hard it is. So I don't want to. I know the players, and that is one thing I will say about these players. Man, they're giving 100. percent These guys work their tails off. Probably yeah. as hard as I've seen these guys worked in years. They're out there. The infielders are out there. The outfielders are out there every day getting early work in. They take a gazillion swings in the cage. Uh, the pitchers are getting their work in. They're running. They're conditioning. So I don't want to fault them for physical effort. Physical errors happen. You know, I get that. But it's, sometimes it is hard to say, why didn't this guy do this? Or why didn't Reese Hoskins do that? Or why didn't Odubel do this? It is frustrating at times, but you got to realize, that, hey, they're out there playing a game, and you can't take it. You know, you can't just kill them every every chance you get yeah, because yeah. there'd be an awful lot of death out there. Mm. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, you yeah. speaking of speaking of death, man, you talk about guys. You know, I mean, are we entering into a, a, a Don Brown situation with 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 Baum and Hoskins? I mean, are they untradeable? Because I mean, I'm looking at uh, Herrera, Moniak, Quinn. I mean, they're supposed to be developing, but damn it, six years of development, five years of development. I mean, what? I mean, are we just going to look at those guys the same way? I mean, I, I just don't see the developing development of these young guys really stepping in and, and being the big leaguers like they're supposed to. They, you know, each one of these guys has been big leaguers for three years now. Yeah. And they still haven't become, you know, we're still going out and getting, you know, guys instead of these guys stepping up. Yeah, that's, that is the problem. And get back to the development part of it. You know, you look at Moniak, he just turned 24 last week. So that is one thing that I think he, he has shown some promise. He's put on a little bit of, uh, some man strength and he's starting to be that you know th that guy I think it could be in him to do it um, I think with Roman and Odubel you know they're they're very streaky players and that's why it's so frustrating to watch him Odubel goes out he had a very good road trip and then he in the last game he swings at a pitch in between his legs like it literally bounced in between his legs and he swung at it those are the <laughs> things that are very frustrating to watch and then you see Roman Quinn who you know Barrett I'd love to see him run a football I mean, this right, guy yeah. is fast. Get on base. I know. That's unbelievable. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I, I we were walking down the steps, and Roman walked by, and I asked Rob Brooks, who's the, the manager of broadcasters over at the ballpark, I said, hey, Brooksy, if if Roman and I ran a race, how much do you think me – how much do you think he'd beat me by? And he goes, a week. <laughs> I mean, you just can't – you can't teach that kind of speed. And he's a great kid. He's a hard worker. <laughs> But he's got to get the ball on the ground and he's got to use his legs. That's why it's so frustrating because you see some of the talents that each individual has. It's just a matter of them doing it consistently at the big league level. I think Moniak might be the, the long term answer. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens once he gets his, his hand right. Ben, I got to ask you ironically enough, Padres in town, your old team, you yep. were drafted second overall in, in the 1995 draft way back when out of Malvern Prep. Share some, some memories of your early years with the Padres. What it was like for you, a kid who grew up in this area, you know, made it, and what that was like to, to finally get up to the big leagues, man. Well, it was, uh, it, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I was a young kid. 
I got to the big leagues for a cup of coffee when I was 21. And then I played there for, you know, parts of four seasons. And it was weird. I was telling because the weather in LA that we just had, it was, it was beautiful. And the spring here, you guys know the spring here has been miserable. It's just yeah. been awful. Yeah. But being a Northeast kid, every day I'd wake up in San Diego. I'm like, oh, yeah. I wonder what the weather's going to be like today. I walk outside and like, Hey dummy, it's the same every day. It's 75 and sunny. You know? Um, so from that aspect, it was, it was awesome. I, I played with some great teammates, some hall of famers, some guys that, you know, every time I think of the game of baseball, I think of certain guys and Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman, um, Ken Caminiti. So it was just, it was a great experience. Again, I was young. Uh, I, I just, I felt like I was going to play, uh, you know, a hundred years there. It didn't work out that way, but I have fond memories. San Diego is so low key and you guys have been there for yeah. football games. Yeah. It's just like, you know, if you had a Thursday day game and you lose the day game, you go to the, the local establishment and have a couple cocktails like, Oh, it's okay, Ben. You'll get them tomorrow. I mean, it's, yeah. hey, just like Philadelphia. Just oh, yeah. like Philly. Yeah. It's just laid back and say, hey, it's okay. No worries. <laughs> Can I buy you one? You know, it's just that's just the way it is. Um, but I've I have great memories of the place. Um, and uh, but I do hope the Phillies kick their tail the next couple of days. Hey Ben, where did you live out there? I, I used to uh, live there and worked for NBC out there. I lived in Mission Valley, off Friars Road, a place called the Bluffs. Where did you okay. live in San Diego? That's right where I lived. Um, I okay. lived in Mission Valley because the yeah. ballpark was, you know, Qualcomm or Jack Murphy, yep, whatever Jack you call it, is no yep. longer there. Um, now the ballpark's obviously downtown. But I lived right in Mission Valley. I wanted to be as close to the ballpark as possible. I was yep. a, I was an early arrival guy, but I stayed up on top of this place called La Mirage. Um, it was right off that road, and yep. um, I was literally five minutes from the ballpark, and uh, it was it was a cool place to be. Isn't that a, isn't that a great place just to be you? I mean. People there didn't gravitate towards sports the way we, they do in the East Coast and parts of the Midwest. So if you had a bad spell, like you just said, you could still go out and not have to worry about looking over your shoulder all the time because people were thinking about two things. Number one, how soon can I get to the beach or going to Mission Valley shopping mall? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it, it had to be a great feeling to not be under the microscope, so to speak, even the writers out there were a lot kinder than they are in the Midwest and the East Coast. A hundred percent could not agree with you more, Gunner. That is that is hitting the nail on the head. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I went over four or three strikeouts. What are you gonna yeah, write yeah. about me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was exactly right. It wasn't it wasn't just like this guy had a bad game, let's blast them. Um, it, it just wasn't like that. They were very just they're just so laid back. Yeah. It's just like, ah, who cares? We'll get them tomorrow. I mean, that was just like the they should, everyone should have had that on the back of their shirt. Who cares? We'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Ben, last one for me, and you do them both very seamlessly, but in the booth, in the studio, more fun, bigger challenge. Which one for you? I enjoy being in the booth more. Mm -hmm. In the studio, as you guys know, there is 30 seconds of break, and you're like, oh, that, that was a great play, blah, 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 two hours, blah, blah. In the, you have a chance to let it breathe in the booth. There's no, there's no clock. There's no, you know, you know, there's one out and Tom does his call. I got a little bit of time to explain why something happened, good, better, and different. And that's, that's my job, right? I'm the why guy. Why did this happen? Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, is it something we can look forward to more in the future from a certain player? I can let it breathe a little bit more. And, you know, it's, it's right there in front of you. I still enjoy being in the, in the studio with, with Michael B and Ricky uh, and just, you know, it's still a lot of fun. Uh, we just, we're just blessed. There's a lot of great people all over the place like yourselves. I mean, guys that, you know, I haven't seen you guys who I see Barrett every now and again, but you know, I talked to Rob Ellis. I, you know, text with Gunner. It's just in this business. I just think there's a lot of great people. I'm just very fortunate to be a part of it. 
But if I had my my say so, I'd love to do the booth as a little bit more. But I, I don't make the schedule. So where are you at? Where are you at tonight, man? Where where yeah. will we catch you tonight? I'm in the studio tonight with uh, Ricky and Michael, and then I'm off for a couple of days, and I'm back in the booth on Friday night for the first game against the Dodgers with Crucky, and then I'm off for three days, and then I work for like two weeks straight. So and, and for people who may not know, uh, Ben's son Tag is a stud stud at Malvern Prep from my sources have told me so it's uh <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree man well it's, it's, my friars just lost to your friars on Saturday Rob so. uh, I didn't want to rub it in Ben but I you brought it up not me but I'm just saying <laughs> yes Malvern lost to Donner the other yes. day yes I heard it was a sloppy affair I heard it was uh it was t- I was I was gonna go but my daughter had a, had a track meet so I, I, I couldn't be there in attendance yeah. but I heard like you're Malvern typically every year is in the top 10 top 15 in the country so they're that's how good that program is but is he better than you at this point ben he's only what a sophomore he's a sophomore yes yeah. uh he is better than me uh he's, yeah. first of all he's a hell of a lot bigger than i was when i i mean i graduated 6'2 170 right wow. now he's like 6'3 210 oh <laughs> um you know he's, he's already got that but he's yeah. he's just he's just a different animal he's he's stronger he's uh mm-hmm. he's a bit smoother you know so like on the basketball court he he can do he only being 6'3 but he can do any dunk there is Wow. You know, he just has that athletic ability. I was slow and slower. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a good, good kid. He was uh, very fortunate back in September. Uh, he gave his verbal commitment to the university of Louisville. To play. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Awesome. So he's, cool. he's excited about that. And, um, you know, it was cool. Cause I got, when we were in LA. I got to talk to Will Smith, uh, who's the catcher for the Dodgers and went to Louisville. So I told him about that. He's like, Oh, that's great. He goes, he's going to love it there. It's a great experience. Coaching staff is great. So, uh, a lot of good, lot of good things to to, to be said about. Oh, I thought you meant Will Smith, the actor. I was like, Whoa. what? Whoa. <laughs> Did, no, he slap you? Did he try to slap you? Yeah, Ben didn't get hit. He's it's it's all good. I'm good. Hey, let hey, let me right. tell you how let me tell you how smooth Ben is. Off the top of the segment, he said he's outside grilling. Who do you know that grills in a dress shirt? Seriously, that that's <laughs> why he's that's why he takes that it to a different smooth. level. You're out there you know, in t-shirts. He's in a college yeah. shirt. <laughs> look. look. Smoke doesn't even touch him. He's so meticulous. <laughs> well, you know there's not a hair out of place. Hey, I'm, not, I'm just trying to, you know, to look presentable. I'm just right. trying to look presentable for, that's, that's, for the broadcast here's, here's here. Good, here. This is what presentable is. The Empire right Strikes now. Back. How's your nephew doing, man? How'd he do? He, his nephew played football for Wisconsin for a little bit. He's a quarterback in Wisconsin. What is he doing now? He's, uh, he's living downtown in Philly. He's in commercial real estate. Okay. Um, so he's doing that. And then his little baby brother, who is six, seven, right. three, 15, he's gigantic. Yeah. My son he's played at, Narberth basketball. Yeah. He's, he was in the at Narberth league against him. He is, the, he is, and he's really athletic. Ben. Right. Is. Right. What he year is. is he at Stanford? Your, your other name. baby Jake is a senior. So. <laughs> baby Jake. We call him, he was the youngest of three. So it was always baby Jake. Right. Um, right. Now right. you stand next to me like, good God, boy. So um, yes. Yeah, so he's a senior at Stanford. Uh, he's got one more year of uh, – I think he, he might have two years of eligibility left. With but COVID, they gave him an COVID, extra yep. year. Yeah, yeah. so um, – but, yeah, he's, he's he's very athletic for his size, and he's a great kid. He loves Stanford. Yeah. Can you imagine all the basketball right. games in their driveway when the whole oh. family gets together? <laughs> six, Everybody's seven, an athlete, three, yeah. Six, you know. two, good. And then trying to feed him? Trying to feed him. That's a whole right. different animal. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. 
Yeah, I hear you. Ben, we appreciate it, man. We'll look forward to seeing you in the studio tonight with with Michael B. and crew on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I'll see you tonight. All right, maybe I'll see you down there. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I love you guys. Thank you, Ben. All right, Ben's the best, man. Good dude. Straight up good dude right there. Right, man. I I go in to work here. You know, I'll be in to work talking to him today, man. You should hear it. Now, He's very calm and reserved when he's on TV, everybody. But yeah. I see, I see him uh-huh. and those guys together yep. inside the um, the office. Right? I tell you what. Oh, he and Ricky, man, it's forget <laughs> they it. Go oh off, my goodness, off. It, it, I mean, it, it's a off. high level of intensity, right? Man. It's he, just like yeah, yeah, two Seth Jordans in there. That's what it is. Two <laughs> Seth Jordans sitting there watching the game. Man. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, he doesn't. He's not going to brag on him, but his son is going to be. He's he is a stud. A stud. Look out. All right. Just trust mm. me when I tell you that. All right. So we come back. We mentioned, uh, you know, what, what we were doing with the Eagles kind of running through positions. We get a bunch more to go through. We'll do that when we get back. So we're going to go through running back, receiver, defensive line, corner, uh, and safety as well. So we're going to hit each and every one of those when we return. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Media Sports network all right don't go anywhere everybody because i want to let you know about my friends at proaction restoration if you got a home or a business and you you own it you've experienced the pain and the inconvenience of water or fire or smoke or mold damage you name it to that property you know how trying that can be just give proaction a call they're open 24 7 they can come out and help you no matter what the circumstances i went through it and they got there so fast for me and they cleaned up a mess at my parents house that i didn't think i thought it was going to do all kinds of damage to the house but they took care of it and everything was good. The crew was professional, clean. The price was reasonable. You name it. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're fully insured. They serve the tri-state area for more than two decades. They can clean your place up and they will take care of it. Trust me when I tell you that. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured, and, and, and they will do whatever it takes to help you and get you situated the right way, whether it's smoke, whether it's fire, uh, mold remediation, you name it. And they can work in conjunction with your insurance company. Just give them a call, 610-623-3760. Or reach out to them via email, proactionrestoration.com. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Tell a friend, smash that like button. You can always go back and catch interviews like we just did with Ben Davis. If you jumped in in the middle of it, wanted to hear from the beginning, just go uh, to our channel on YouTube, Jacob Media, and you can check everything out. Go ahead, Gunner. Do you want to say something? No, just I'm trying to catch up here. I'm saying, you know, uh, acknowledging all these people that took the time on Facebook to wish me a happy birthday, man. It's, this is tough trying to hit A lot everybody. of love. You get a lot of love in the comment man. section, man. It's a beautiful man. thing. Ooh, yeah, man. that's for sure. Thank uh, you, everybody. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and you deserve it. That's for sure. Um, all right. So a couple things, guys. Um, let, let's we're, let's continue our exercise that we're doing a little bit earlier here um, with, the, uh, with the position battles, so to speak, that we were talking about. Let's go defensive line. I think this one's interesting. You know, you, you figure at least you got Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave in the middle at your tackle spots. They drafted Jordan Davis. How's that going to work? You have Brandon Graham coming back from Achilles at, on the left side. You have Derek Barnett, who they brought back to much pe- much a lot of people's chagrin. You have Josh Sweat, who they extended last year. You have how you figuring out how you're going to use Hassan Reddick. How do you guys see this, Barrett? You, you could jump in and start with this. What's the starting alignment, and who's getting the bulk of the snaps there on the, along the defensive line? Well, I mean, they're not going to change anything really, you know, uh, um, early because they have to learn this new defensive concept. And as they bring guys along, like J- Javon Hargraves, if they do go to a 30 front, a 3-4 defense, he already he's played that. He played in, in Pittsburgh, so he understands how to flip-flop back and forth and what it entails. You know, you, you have to be able to one-gap and two-gap, meaning – one gap was what he's been doing for the past year and a half, two years. And that's basically you just got one gap, get up the field and create havoc. Mm-hmm. Two gapping is a lot different. Two gapping, you got to post your man up and you're responsible for keeping that man in both gaps. Meaning, you know, in the middle is on an A and a B gap. You got to post him and sit him right there. He played the nose right there in the middle of the defense, of the Steeler defense. So he'll, uh, he can, he's better after playing that. But we also Fletcher Cox get mad because he didn't, 
like that type of defense. He didn't want that gap control defense. He feels as though he's more suited to get up the field and create havoc. And he is. He's been productive, you know, um, as a one-gap player. But we see that, you know, Gannon wants to run a gap sound defense. You know, and the only way you can do that is if you hold your gap. You can't get up the field because when you do that, it creates <laughs> voids in the defense. It creates mm-hmm. um, holes in the defense. So do they have the personnel? They're starting to get the personnel to be a multi-front type of defense. Hargraves can do it. The big fella Jordan Davis will be a one-gap guy. He can do it. Um, it's the guys, you know, that – you know that like Brandon Graham, who's going to be used to being out on the edge. You're asking him now to be a head up over the tackle. He's an undersized defensive end, but he's played inside and played the three technique before, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a one gap player getting up the field. Can he go out there and muscle a tackle head up and, and stay in the gap and the gap sound? We'll have to see that, you know, on the other side also. I mean, they have guys that could that do it. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat can play over the defensive. He's a bigger guy. You know, he's a longer guy. He probably can. He's he 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 fits, you know, that perfectly. He can play like an Aaron Smith from from Pittsburgh. You know, he can do that. But will they be able to do it this year as consistently as the you know a team that you know flip flops back and forth? That'll be you know yeah, that'll be something we have to look at. Um, Milton Williams, he's a young guy. He can learn that. But I see the I see the transition. I see him <coughs> going from just a a, a, a Four two team to now a thirty front or 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 three three team, you know, because they have the athletes now to do it. Interesting. What do you think, guy? Um, I agree with a lot of what Barrett said. I think for two thousand twenty two, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are your primary guys simply because of the money. They have twenty nine million tied up between those two players alone. They're going to get this money, money's worth. They're going to get their money money's worth out of both of those guys. And they're very similar in what they do, which is control the gaps and allow people behind them to step up and make the plays. Milton Williams and Jordan Davis are the future. Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are the present. And you you couldn't have two better guys for the younger guys to learn on. Now, they're going to get their reps. When I say get their reps, you know, Milton and, 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 and Jordan may play 28, 38% of the snaps. But that other 67% of the snaps is going to go to the frontline guys to get their money. Now, I think we all agree that this is probably, unless something astronomical happens, this will be Fletcher Cox's last year in an Eagles uniform just based on numbers alone and the evaluation. Can we move on without Fletcher Cox and survive and continue to excel with Milton uh, Milton Williams and Jordan Davis taking over a lot of the responsibilities of Fletcher? That'll be the final determining factor. Um, and, and, you know, they're going to rotate them to keep those guys in fresh, but when the money's on the line and it comes down to crunch time, it's Fletcher and and, and Javon's a job to get the job done. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Let's stay on the defensive side, guys. Let's look at corner. It's a position that there's a lot of concern for. That's for sure. We know one spot that's locked in and that's Darius Slay at the left corner. The right corner is is open for debate. Some people would like to see Avante Maddox move back outside. I don't happen to share that belief, but some people mm-hmm. would like to see that. There's also the slot position if you don't have Maddox there. But the right corner right now, guys, it could be anything from Zach McPherson, Josiah mm-hmm. Scott, uh, Mario Goodrich, who was the undrafted free agent, which they gave a pretty good amount of money to. 
how do we see that shake out? Derek, I'll give you first crack at the corner position. Um, uh, the opposite, the cornerback position opposite Darius Slay is to be determined. I don't think we have a starter in camp yet, to be honest. I know Barrett talks about how they like the young guys out there. I don't think that young guy is going to be the 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 guy who compliments a Darius Slay. I think it's going to be a Steve Nelson type veteran. They're going to pick off a waiver wire mm-hmm. in late August, or they're going to bring somebody in who's already out there at a much lower price. Um, that's that's not a knock against a young guy um, out there opposite Darius Slay in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to see Avante Maddox move out there. I think he's much better suited for the slot. Um, as good as Avante is, technically sound as he is, it's a mismatch 95% of the time when you put him out there. You're going to have more pass interference penalties than you need. You know, we already have Josh Sweat picking up a number of those. We don't need anybody else. You know, and it's just a, it's just a um, it, it comes down to matchups. You know, Avante Maddox is 5'9". Most of the big-name wideouts are going to play this year, 6'2", 6'4", 6'5". It's a mismatch. As good of an athlete as Avante is, you don't want to put him in that situation mm-hmm. and expose him like that. Most of your slot receivers are smaller, quicker-type receivers. That's his forte. You need to bring in a veteran. Um, I, I'm not sold. I'm not sold yet on, you know, Zach McPherson, uh, Josiah Scott, uh, and some of the guys they have in camp right now. That's not to say they can't learn the position. I think they need to be groomed a little bit more. So I think, you know, and Howie basically tipped his hat, I think, when he said, we're going to look at everything. And when Howie says that, that means they're looking to see if they can improve that position as well at a bargain basement price. Yeah, he said that with us last week here yeah. on Sports Stake. So, Barrett, I know you're more bullish on Zach McPherson than maybe Gunner is. So how do you see it shaking out? <clears throat> I mean, that's what I say. I, I see it. Mainly because they just don't have the cap room to to go out and get one of these big name cornerbacks, you know. And I don't know if these guys these days will will, will do it, you know. I mean, they lucked up with getting Nelson last year a week before uh, camp and get him under the fold. I mean, can they get lightning in the bottle twice in a row? I don't know, man. I, I doubt seriously if they can. But I know they have a lot of guys in camp that they really, really like, or they keep around. You know, I mean, like Craig James. Craig James has been around um, forever. Mm-hmm. You know, since to, since 2019, they keep him around because he plays a lot for them, especially yeah. in the slot. Uh, Josiah Scott. You know, they they got him from Jacksonville last year. They thought he was going to come in and play the nickel position. You know, we know that. Um, they drafted Zach McPherson to play, and the reason why I'm bullish mm-hmm. on him. He's he, you know, he was a fourth rounder, number one. But number two, watching, you know, I'll say it again, the Dallas game where he started, you know, basically to go out there and cover their best receiver in, in CD Lamb. And I think he did a sustainable job, you know, a sustainable job, meaning he sustained the battle, didn't get beat, you know, a lot of the times he fought with him all day, <clears throat> played, you know, played with him three quarters, you know, and, and I don't think CD Lamb did enough to say, all right, you know, he's he, uh, you know, outplayed Zach McPherson. So I, I'm, I'm, I just look at dollars and cents. And although dollars and cents has bit me in the ass the past two years because yeah. you got, you got, you know, you got the quarterback situation where they, they you know, let they just uh, ate the Wentz money. Yeah, I mean, just ate it, bro. And that's like I, I couldn't believe they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, they've done this before, but I just can't see them being able to go out and get somebody at that cornerback position that's worth any salt to play. I mean, they went out and got Kerry Vincent uh, Jr. in a trade, didn't they? I mean, he's going to be on the squad. 
who there's a lot of corners on this squad, man. They're going to give it an opportunity to, to play, and in camp, they're. I mean, if they just stand up a little bit, I don't. I don't think Howie would, you know, would 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 go out and get somebody if these guys showed a little bit. Who works the salary cap better in the NFL than Howie Roseman? Yes, you're right. See what I'm saying? No one. You see what I'm saying? Now you talked. He was under that dark cloud of the Wentz, um, you know, the cap hit. They still went out and and got a Steve Nelson. So who who better to find a few dollars here or there? When they came out of this season, we thought they were going to be severely hampered by the cap. Oh no, they somehow find a way to get a Hassan Reddick to come in here. So if anybody can find a way to get get a player under the cap, they'll move somebody else's money around. You know, I call it funny money. They'll move somebody else's money around if they deem that they're not comfortable with what they have opposite, opposite Darius Slay. I don't disagree with you, Barrett, but in all the years I've watched how he worked, how he, how he gets that itch, how he doesn't like to sit still. And even if they say, you know, McPherson's coming along nice, but this guy just hit the waiver wire, we can get him a lot cheaper than if we had to try to get him in free agency. Why wouldn't we want to add him to the arsenal now? I understand that. I just think how he is, is going to twitch and go after I, somebody. I get that, D-Gun, but it's not Howie. I know Howie can do that. But nobody's going to take the peanuts that he's been giving these guys like he gave them before. I mean, they gave they gave Nelson peanuts. He was he was wooed in here, uh, you know, by, by Big Play Slay. He talked them into it. I don't know if Big Play Slay can go out there and talk to some other guys. He's trying his best. But the money is is just too good, man. I mean, money, they're giving away money right now, and, and I don't think the Eagles will pony up to the when, amount of money that this market is asking. When you are cut in September, you are desperate for a job. You just want to play and stay relevant in the game. And your agent has to talk you off a ledge. I'm worth more than this. That may be true, but nobody's offering you more than what the Eagles are offering you right now. What are you going to do? Do you want to stay in the game or do you want to miss a year, be on the outside looking in, and all of a sudden you become a forgotten entity? What do you want to do? Yeah, and, and look, my here's my daily Andre Dillard reminder that if somebody loses a tackle, maybe you could trade Dillard and, and get True. That's a definitely a that's a definite possibility because Dillard's gonna I keep telling people people are like, oh, he's not worth the first, second. Dillard is worth a first, second, or third rounder. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on how big the need was. You know what I mean? Sam Bradford, they got a first rounder for him. When we're talking about starting offensive line, especially mm-hmm. a starting left tackle, Dillard has shown that he is a starting left tackle. Regardless of what anybody else wants to say or what they think about Dillard, from the eyes of GMs and the rest of the league, he is a starting left tackle. Trust me. Okay. So they're going to want they're going to want top dollar for him. And his services. Let's hop to safety because at least at the corner spot, you have Slay, you have Maddox playing in the slot. Although I don't love the other corner position, I feel good about that. I got to tell you, man, I I don't like a lot about the safety spot here. And the starters, at least right now, Anthony Harris and either Kayvon Kayvon Wallace or Marcus Epps is what you're looking at right now. Um, I don't feel like this is either one or great options, to be honest with you. Barrett, where are you at with this? <laughs> You're right, man. I mean, it, there's uh there's guys right now that, you know, I, I don't I don't know if they could fill that spot and 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 play better than who they had there before. Yeah. I, I, I don't see that. Um Kayvon Wallace, they're gonna give him ample opportunity. I mean, he was a fourth rounder also. 
Um, he played a lot last year, but he just can't make the field. You know, he can't stay on the field. You know, can't make the club in the tub. He's been hurt a lot. They love Marcus Epps. Love Marcus Epps. And Marcus Epps is, is, is a Minnesota guy, uh, one of Gannon's guys also. So he's 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 going to play. And I think that right now he would be, probably be slotted as the starting safety. And I put my money on him being the starting safety. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a, a contributor, regardless of what direction they go with free agency, if they go out and get somebody. Marcus Epps is going to play because they like him that much. But who's going to be, you know, that third – that third uh, safety. That's why, you know, you guys like, um, um, you know, remember we talked when we talked to Brian Dawkins, how he said early in his career, he was more so a safety slash cornerback. Yeah. Yeah. With, and with, I, with, with Emmett Thomas, he played yes. him a lot at the, the yeah. nickel corner. Yeah. So I, I think you see Avante Baddix being the same guy, not, not the hall of fame. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that everybody don't, don't mm-hmm. jump, but I'm talking about in the same capacity as a safety slash um, guy that can go out there and, and cover in the slot. That's exactly what Mattis could do. He could be that safety slash corner that's going to come out and play in nickel situations. And if he's off the <laughs> ball, he can play in the box and he'll come up and stick his head in there. Even though he's slight inside, he still will stick his head in there. He's used to being inside the box like that because he played inside in the nickel position. So it'd be a smooth transition for him. They love Josiah Scott, you know, so he could play uh, the nickel corner. There's a lot of possibilities at that third safety position, that big nickel position that they can go with and they could run with. But it's all, you know, it's all based on where Kayvon Wallace is and his development on whether they go out and get somebody or not. A lot of a lot of Jesse Bates love in, in the comment section, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He would he would be an upgrade. There's no question about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if they can pull it off. If, if the Eagles stand pat at safety. Um, that front seven better be legit in terms of getting <laughs> home because there's quarterbacks that are going to expose them yeah. on the back end of that defense. Now, yep. I'm looking at their schedule, and unlike recent years past, they don't pay they don't play a lot of QBs this year that strike fear into you. They, Aaron Rodgers will pick them apart if they if they stay that way. Matt Ryan with the Colts will pick them apart. But if you look at the rest of these quarterbacks, Detroit, now I will say this. You don't know which Kirk Cousins you're going to get week to week. Kirk Cousins plays like a Hall of Famer one week and plays like he should you be like a five one. Well, yeah. <laughs> Prescott's had his way with them too a lot. Prescott. Okay, so that's that's four out of 17. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, but look at Detroit. Why, are you afraid of Carson Wentz? No. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to be a really good quarterback under Doug Peterson, but he's still developing. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, I'm more afraid of Kyler Murray running the ball than I am him throwing the ball, Yeah, even with DeAndre Hopkins if he's healthy. Pittsburgh quarterback situation is in flux. Houston is a mess. Um, you got Tennessee, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Eh, okay. Yeah. Then you got the Giants twice. The Bears, hey, I can quarterback the Bears better. Than- Justin Fields is going to be decent, but – now he's in his second. He's going to be in the second coordinator in two years. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's still developing. Uh, New Orleans. I'm not afraid of James James Winston. Uh, whoever Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton can can Andy Dalton to me is kind of like a a Kirk Cousins. You never know. One game he can throw for 500 yards. Next game he'll throw for minus 20. You don't you don't know which one's going to show up. Um, and then you got the Giants again. So there's not a lot of quarterbacks on this schedule that really strike fear. I hear you. Start, you know what I'm saying? You start with Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan, okay, Dak Prescott, but that's about it, you know, when you think about it. 
Yeah. Any of yeah. these other quarterbacks. So what? It's you know? part of the thing that makes their fa- their schedule so favorable to begin with. Exactly. Like, the fact that, you know, exactly. That, that certainly plays into this thing. All right, let, let's jump now to receiver. Because I think it's pretty obvious that it's Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Where it gets interesting is after that. I mean, we don't have any three and four wide receiver sets NFL teams play. But vying for the rest of this, you have Quez Watkins. You have Jalen Rager. You still have Greg Ward there. You have Hightower. I mean, if you want to throw some others in there. But essentially, Pascal. Pascal. I'm sorry, Pascal. So you know who your one-two is. And this is where it gets really interesting beyond that. If you want to pencil in Pascal as your three because he's a certainly a, a Sirianni guy, then you have Quez and Rager and, and Ward and Hightower battling for what? Maybe one spot? Maybe two yeah, spots? Yeah, yep. That's a tight battle. And you're talking about one guy who's only in his third year who was a first-round pick. <clears throat> yep. They this is where you, it gets really interesting. You're right. And they usually only keep five five receivers. You keep five receivers. You know, they, you got Smith, Brown, um, you got Watkins and Pascal, Pascal, yeah. and then you know you got to have Rager. Rager will be the, the next one, and everybody's talking about the kick returner, um, the kid from um, Utah. And uh, I kept Brit- telling Britton Covey, yeah, Covey. You know, I keep telling people, you know, I I, I understand why they like him. He's explosive. He's a great returner, but you're talking about the wide receiver position. He just doesn't make sense for him. And plus, you know, sometimes you look at the numbers they give these kids when they come in, and it kind of gives you a sense of um, where they are on the depth chart. They gave uh, Britton Covey number 41. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, are you kidding me? You think this kid's going to be around with number 41? Give me a break, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's just the numbers just aren't there. You know, I, I mean, I. It, they don't have just guys that just play special teams. Not anymore. Those days are almost over with. You know, there there are a couple of guys that are standouts, but it used to be you can have a guy that just plays special teams. Mm-hmm. They can't have that now. You know, they they've got to have guys that will come on and 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 be impacts on the field. And right now, it's, like I said, Smith, Brown, Watkins, Pascal, and Rager are five. Who's going to be that fifth guy? You got a draft pick in Hightower. You got Greg Ward, who's been here forever. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, you got, you know, Allen from, from you know, I mean, what are you going to do with him? Devin you know Allen, the kid from Oregon who's a yeah. track star but hasn't played football in a really right. long time. You put him on a practice squad. Yeah, you're going to put him on a practice squad, but <clears throat> that's mean you're going to have like four receivers on a practice squad. Hightower's going to be back yeah. on a practice squad. Allen's going to be on a practice squad. Kobe's going to be on a practice squad. I, mean, I think a lot of I think Pascal. Um, I think Pascal is going to get a shot to be the number three guy, yeah. simply because he's simply because he's Sirianni's guy. I think this is Quez, Quez Watkins' year to to shine. Yep. Um, you know, as he as he gets a year older into the professional ranks, it's do or die for Jalen Rager. Um, I, I still think they're going to do everything they can to keep him on his roster because Howie has to justify, which is still a sore spot with a lot of Eagles fans that you took him ahead of um, Justin Jefferson. I think Rager by default is going to make this team and, and be deemed this special teams demon, you know, that they need, you know, a lot of teams like to keep six wide receivers. The Eagles may end up keeping six, you know, for whatever. Okay, Who'll be, who be the sixth guy then? I don't know. That's a tough question. But, but I, I mean, know. here's what this really comes down to. Are they willing to cut Rager? 
No, man, they're willing to get to get to admit yeah. a mistake from a guy that they just drafted the first round not all that long ago. That's right. You I asked mean, that. Yeah. You you asked that question tongue in cheek, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was somewhat rhetorical, but I, yeah, I, I mean. Jalen is a good player. No, Barrett, I hear you. I just that's the frustrating thing. If you start doing the math here, he's he doesn't belong. Right. He doesn't, but right. he's going to be here. Um, he's going to be here, and that's and that's 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 where we are. Right. Um, do you let wait? Do you let John Hightower go? A draft pick, um, who's actually drafted ahead of Quez Rockins. Yeah. You know, know. In, in 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 the fifth round, um, he feels like the odd man out. Yeah. Then Greg Ward, you think they're going to keep him? I mean, sometimes you know you've outstayed your. You're not. You're not your welcome. Yeah, but, you I, I think he'll stick in the league somewhere. He'll he'll, right. he'll catch on with the team. But I hear you. All right, let's jump to running back now because you know this is this is another position where you see. All right, Miles Sanders. It's an interesting spot here because he's got a contract situation coming up. Explosive. He he's a home run hitter, but he's missed a lot of time uh, in his career and. You don't know if they're quite as committed to him as some people may think that they are. Mm-hmm. So you got Miles, you got Boston Scott, you got Kenny Gainwell at the running back spot. So I guess my question isn't necessarily who the starter is. It's it's Miles Sanders if he's healthy, but is he here for the long term, Miles Sanders? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. If there's if if there's one thing we know about this Eagles backfield position is they have a lot of interchangeable parts. What do you mean, Bear? Too. He's a second rounder, man. I, I, I think it'd be hard for them to let him go, don't you think? Uh, it depends on his health. I say it mm-hmm. depends on his health. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's had the health issues, and I could see, I could see them staying with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell because they are much cheaper than Miles would be. And there is, there's, you know, he. Degon, I, mean, I preface this. You're talking about in the future, not talking about necessarily this year. We know he's going to be right. here next year, right. but are they going to give him a long-term deal? That's what he's See, talking that's the about. Thing. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. And, and right. I, you know, uh, the NFL deems running backs a dime a dozen now. You know, yep. you have so many good running backs out there um, that you can pick another one out of out of draft next year. You know, if you need a veteran, you can get a low-tier veteran again on the free agent market next year to come in here and do that. What kind of money is Miles and his agent talking about? Yes. You can build him as an explosive back when he hits the second level and he catches the ball well. He can run away from people, make people look bad on his highlight reel, juking and jiving up and down the field. But are the Eagles willing to pay him what his agent is asking? That remains to be seen. you know. And if not, if you can't come to a meeting of the minds, Miles goes his way and the Eagles look to get another back in the draft next year. I, I think know, it spe- I think it speaks to the position <clears throat> too, where they feel like they can just find somebody. I'm not telling you he's going to be Miles Sanders, but they feel like, all right, we'll we'll figure it out and plug somebody in here. It's just part of that is just the the devalue, and it's not just the Eagles. It's kind of the way the league looks at that spot now. It's just changed. Well, You're a lot right. of, a lot of teams look at it like that. I mean, look at look across the league, you know, and how teams, you know, they have a surplus of backs, you know, and you know Seattle's been notorious for that for years. Yep. You know, uh, there's a lot of teams like that. You know, across across the board. Unfortunately, it affects the the money making ability of running backs in the National Football League now. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is right now. And in Miles, I think is a very good back. We just don't get to see enough of him in terms of carries and durability because of his situation over the last couple of years. Yeah, he look. He's got to stay on the field if he wants to get paid. He's going to have to stay on the field. That's for sure. And look, we've seen stints where <clears throat> there was ball control issues. 
uh, as well. Can't put it on the ground. I mean, all those kind of things. He needs to put together the best season of his career if yeah, he wants to get paid. There's no question about it. I can't see it, man. I can't see it, man. Right now, I, I can't see um, them <clears throat> sign him to a long-term deal. He's got to show something this year. And, uh, you know, I mean, but also, I mean, I'm looking at this. Where do you guys see Kenneth Gainwell being? Where does, I mean, what, 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 how are they going to use him? You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. also going on. I think it's going to also affect the, um, the wide receiver position also. If you're thinking of him like, you know, I think everybody is thinking of him more so a, a, a running back slash slot receiver S right. type of player. Yeah. No, I, but Barry, that's what he is. He, he's not a between the tackles, uh, a bunch of carries guy. I think right, you right. have to utilize him out of the backfield. I, I like him a lot. It was weird. You saw him featured a decent amount early. <clears throat> then he kind of disappeared for a while. And then he sort of resurfaced towards the end of the season. I yeah. I, yeah. I think there's value in Kenneth Gainwell. I do. I think he's a space guy. <clears throat> and he gets the ball in space, man. He makes things happen. I think you have to – it's got to be kind of Sproles-ish the mm-hmm. way that you utilize him. And I, I think you're making a mistake if he's not getting some touches in games. And I know, look, it's a good problem to have. You have more weapons now on offense. But I think <clears throat> he still needs to get his. Yeah, and then we got, you know, Kennedy Brooks, the back from Oklahoma. Right. Tim on a big back, a guy that runs well in between the tackles. Um, where does he fit in with all this? You know, I mean mm-hmm. Boston Scott, man, all that dude does is make plays when you give him a chance. But see, I think Gainwell's yeah. already leap I think he's already leapfrogged past Boston Scott. We saw that last year. Yeah. They didn't even think about Boston Scott until the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shocked because that. But then again, when Boston got in there, like you said, Rob, all he did was make plays. And, and right now, I think Boston Scott is a luxury for this team. He's an insurance policy for this team. <clears throat> They've invested in Kenneth Gainwell and, and Miles Sanders for right now. And beyond this year, I don't know if Boston Scott's going to be with this team beyond this year. And the back Barrett just talked about, it. I can see that kid getting a few touches here and there, maybe when needed, when somebody goes down, yep. grooming him, them evaluating oh, yeah. him, he could be the next guy to step. He could be the Boston Scott next year. Not yep. as maybe as elusive or quick as a version, but he might be your Boston Scott in 2023. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well said. All right. Coming back. <clears throat> the question we will pose, would you move a Tyrese Maxey for a veteran established star? I'll let you see a quote from Brian Windhorst which may give you a little insight to the thinking of Daryl Morey and what could be happening this offseason for the Sixers. We'll do that when we get back. And D-Gun, we know you got to take off, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, my friend. Will do, bro. birthday, sincerely. Uh, Happy birthday, bro. Thank you, man. Be brother. I'll see you tonight. Yeah, man. All the best, Derek. Enjoy your night. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, Barrett and I return right after this. We are Sports Take Jacob Media YouTube Network. of life. 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Two o'clock hour. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and we got you till uh, till three. D Gun had to take off. Got some responsibilities with the Brian Dawkins uh, golf tournament that's coming up tomorrow. But uh, B and I hanging. So Barrett, I'm going to show you this quote, and this is from Brian Winhorst, who's one of ESPN's insiders, guy who covers the league. Obviously, has a has a pulse on what's going on. He put this out there. Uh, the other day at, regarding the Sixers approach this offseason. And he says, quote, I promise you that Daryl Morey has big giant plans to acquire another star. Whether he's going to execute it, I don't know. But part of getting that done is to require James Harden to take some sort of pay cut. That's Brian Winhorst of ESPN. All right. So I read that and I say to myself, okay. How are you actually doing this? So you're going under the assumption that James Harden's going to be back at a discount. You know they're not trading Embiid, okay? I don't know that, that Tobias Harris is all that appealing on the open market to land you a superstar. So how do you do it? I, I see one candidate who would interest teams like that, and you'd have to probably add some pieces to it too to make the salaries, you know, whatever. And that's Tyrese Maxey. And this is the, you know, the million-dollar question here is, if you're looking at this and you're saying to yourself, okay, Joel Embiid's in his prime, and he probably doesn't have as long a prime as some others because we see it every year, the body's just breaking down. You need to take advantage of it right now. Does Daryl Morey push all the chips in and say, screw it, I'm not worried about what 2025 looks like. I'm going for it now. And in turn, you move a guy like Maxi, who's 21 with all the potential in the world. 
Where do you stand on this? I, I, I think we're falling into that trap again, man. And the trap meaning who's untouchable. It's almost like, a you know, his name, uh, Don Brown situation. Oh, where, God. Where, where a guy, you know, shows potential. And then all of a sudden, bam, he's he's untouchable, you know, for the organization to deal. Or, yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm almost tired of, of, of being put in a position where I'm looking towards the future and, and hoping for the future and not reaping the benefits of, of guys maturing fast enough to show me what they have, man. This is a good, we're going into Tyrese Max's third year. I love the way he plays. But he hasn't reached that consistency that I see most superstars, and everybody's pinning him a superstar right now. Mm-hmm. I love the guy also, but is he a superstar? Is he better than a Bradley Beal? And that's where I am right now. I mean, if you can get a Bradley Beal for Maxi, is that is it? I mean, I know people go go crazy on me about saying this, but I would do the deal. Because I know a proven commodity in 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 Bradley Bill versus, all right, in the future, you know, Tyrese Maxey is going to be good. Damn it, I need now. I mean, and B needs now. That's what I'm. That's why I need that consistent player. I, I don't want to have a guy just phase off, you know, during during trying times throughout the season or or, or during games. I want somebody that's going to give it to me all day. And and when you have that type of impact player. You see it after the first or second year, period. You see that. You see him going. You see the superstar status as soon as they step court on the on, on the court. He's getting better. Yeah, Terry Maxey is getting better. But Bill, you knew Bill was good from the first time he stepped on the court. You knew, you know, you had the guy. What's the kid from, uh, from I mean, the guy from Portland? Um, Dame Lillard. You knew, you knew Dame Lillard was that dude as soon as he stepped on the court, man. And I think sometimes we we think guys are untouchable when they when they when they get to our organization and they show signs. I need more than just signs. And and and, and the reason why I say that because I'm coming from a voice of experience. I was an average player in the NFL, even though I got drafted in the second round. I played above average for 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 six six years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I got average. I didn't get better, so. He's going to his fourth year. If he maintains, I think he just maintains. I don't know if he makes that level and go up to one of the upper echelon players or guards in the league that we're looking for. Okay. I don't. I don't know if we can see that. You know. So I get where you're coming from. We do tend to, especially if it's a homegrown talent in in Philadelphia, fall in love and you go overboard sometimes with the the untouchable thing. I I think you're right about that. In this case, though, Barrett, I look. He's 21 years old, uh, and the the leaps and bounds that I saw this guy grow from his first year to this year were remarkable. I mean, nothing short of it. And by all accounts, and this isn't just BS, like everybody says it to a man, he works harder than anybody else on the team. And he's got the best attitude like you've ever seen it, like in any professional sport. For all of those reasons, like that all bodes really well to me. Like, I, let me put it to you this way. We talk in those same terms a lot of times like uh, about Jalen Hurts in terms of attitude and work ethic and all those kind of things. But on the field, we haven't yet seen it, right? Yes, yes. We saw it with Maxie, I thought, a lot. He had a couple moments you know, where you, he still looked like a 21-year-old, but I thought for the most part we saw it with him. So I'm not willing to trade him. Maybe I am falling into that, that trap that you talked about that, that we do sometimes. 
the other thing that scares me for for just for a guy like Beal, for example, and you know you're trading a, about eight nine years, right, somewhere in that neighborhood, and also Barrett, you look at his last three years. He's played 57, 60, and, and 40 games in his last three years. I just – I don't know if that gets better when you get into your 30s. It, it would scare me. Now, Beal's not the only one we're talking about here. They could, If he's star hunting, it could be a lot of different people. But we're just using him as an example. I It would kill me to move Maxi and, and bring in a guy who's somewhat breaking down because you're trying to just wring out the last couple of, you know, a couple of years of Harden and a couple of years of Embiid, and that guy goes on to become a stud somewhere else that you actually drafted because they're so far and few between, few and far between that that the Sixers have over the years. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm not telling you that he's untouchable. I'm not saying I'm not answering the phone and I'm not listening. I am. I'm listening for it. I'm listening for everybody, including Embiid, by the way. But right. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not looking to move Maxi at all. I'm just not. I just I'm I'm just finding it hard to 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 really say we're trying to take advantage of 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 Embiid and his years you know that he has left and, he, and we're, we're we're you know essentially putting years on his career you know I mean he's he's gotten better the past two years but yet we're still putting years on his career we see he's broken down uh, in the playoffs every time you know for the past three years so but you know that's that's become what what's been going on. How do you change that? I mean, I think I'll change that. I mean, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation if he didn't hurt his thumb or his hand and if he didn't hurt his, his face. I doubt seriously, you know, we'd be sitting at home watching the rest of the playoffs if those things didn't happen. But they're they're happening to him. You know, yeah. so there's always yeah. an issue where he has to miss a substantial part of the playoffs because of an injury. You know what I'm saying? If he's playing, I doubt seriously if, 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 if we went to the game six, him being healthy, we'd have took that first game and we'd have won the series against the Miami Heat. I, I truly believe that wholeheartedly because they should have won it even without him. And we'd be talking about a different, wholly different, you know, way this series turns up. But when I look at Tyrese Maxey, I, I, I see what you're seeing also. I see the potential. I see what he brings to the table. But is he a franchise-changing type of player as a Bradley Beal or 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 – you know, any other superstars we're talking about. I mean, will he be along uh, the line of, of, of any of the two guys playing up there with Golden State? Yeah. You know, yeah. will he be those, Will he be that type of force, that type of player? I, I don't know. I, I think he probably projects to like a notch below that, which is still pretty darn good. That's still an all-star and still a stud. Um, like, it's a good question. You know, I, I think the way he improved his, his shooting in the uh, this offseason and became a real threat from the outside where he wasn't just that guy could only, you know, drive it to the basket. Obviously, defensively, he's got to get better. Um, there's no doubt because they picked on him left and right in that last series against the Heat, for sure. Um, but I think he's going to take a big leap, and I just don't believe that. And I like Beal a lot. I don't know if he stays healthy. Here, here's Let's go to a plan B then. You know, Daryl Morey is a guy who came here with an unbelievable reputation. I mean, he wanted to – when he left Houston, he wanted oh, to just before – you, Before you ask me that, before you yeah. ask me that, before you ask me that, would you keep – would you keep um, Tyrese Maxey for a guy like D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, I don't love D'Angelo Russell, so yes, I would. I would. Yeah. But, I mean, look at his game. How many – he averaged about 20 points a game. Yeah. Assist. Mm-hmm. Hurt the um, set. I remember he went nuts on the Sixers in the game. Uh, right. Year. So, 
I'm I'm seeing D'Angelo Russell as a guy that can come in, and I think you know the two man game he could have with with um with 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 Embiid would have beat the Miami Heat this series. Uh, you think that D'Angelo Russell with all the other stuff that was going on that they get over the hump in this series if he's absolutely six- absolutely absolutely yeah I don't we didn't meet we didn't need much we didn't need much. You know, from the series, man, we—I just don't see that that guy that, that um, from Maxi, that defense have to fear all the time. You know, we're always fearing Bradley Bill. Mm-hmm. We're always fearing guys like that, the Bookers. You know, we just don't have that guy that's that, that talented. And when we're talking about star chasing, I'm talking about guys that are really stars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you, but Barrett, if you look at the series, if you exclude one game. In the series, which was game five, where he only had nine points and he was two for 10 from the floor. You know, he went for, for 19, 34, 21, 18, and 20 for, for an average of 20 points per game. You know, pretty good, man, for a, yeah. for a 21-year-old, right? Really I, good. Really good. Yes. Um, You, you know, for sure. I'm never going to argue the, the defense part of it. I think he can get better. He's never going to be uh, locked down. I, I'm just – I think he can make himself respectable because of his quickness as a defender. He's just got to get a little stronger. But – Look, fair. I mean, look, some of the names, when we say star hunting, like, what are we talking about, right? Yes, you, yes. You're not going to get – Define that to me. Define that to yeah, me. I mean, ultimately, most teams are not going to give you that absolute number one, kind of the, some of the names that you were you were throwing out. You're not going to get that. Uh, even I think Beal is potentially available – well, he's available for a couple of reasons, contract and the fact that he's missed a lot of time. So you'd almost have to gamble a little bit on a guy who's – thought of maybe in that light but if you look at the way the last couple of years have gone isn't necessary like i'd be a little leery of dame lillard at this point because he's had that oblique thing and he had mm-hmm. surgery for it those things man they keep cropping up right, like right, look at right. this way you're not getting john Morant. you know you're not getting that kind of plot you're not going to get booker pry him away from the suns but you're, you're talking about probably that next tier and that's it's going to take somebody like Maxi because let's face it, like what do you say in the next tier? Who who would you say is in that next tier? Beal, I think Beal's in the next tier. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, but I'm saying, what is Daryl Moore? What are his other options? Like Tobias Harris has two years left at like seventy one around there. So I think it's thirty four, thirty seven that he makes. Maybe that's appealing a little bit because you get the contract off the books the following year. But I don't know. What else is he trading? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're getting some good, you know, guys like Tatum. They're not, they're not available, Daz. Right, right, right. It's a good. He's he's giving an example of an of an A guy, no doubt. Um, I don't know what you give up though. Like, what does he think he can do to land somebody like that? Well, is there that? That's what I'm talking about from from a trading standpoint. You know what what is what are we talking about as far as bringing in a star player? That's why I just brought up Bill as is you know. What I think a star player is that that's obtainable. Yeah, that's obtainable. I don't. I don't think that you. You know, the other guys are talking Tatum. Tatum is not obtainable. He's I can't not. see him. Hundred percent. He's not. Um, um, somebody off the Golden State Warriors roster. You know, who would you say is obtainable? Um, you know, a, a guy who's really blossomed. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but Jordan Poole's taking huge leaps and bounds. Okay. I, I don't know uh-huh. if that puts you over the top if you're the Sixers, but you're not getting Curry or Clay or. You know, Draymond's an older player now, but you're not. Right, you know, right. so you, but the, you're not getting any of those guys. You're not getting Luca. 
you know, I, I'm, I'm stating the obvious, but you're, you're not getting those kind of guys. Right. You're looking right, at right. that next level. You know, Siakam Randall throws out there is a good name kind of in that. Right. That right. Next right. 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 Yeah. So anyway, but the, the, the challenge is going to be if you're Daryl Moore, and again, a respected guy around the league and all this other stuff, if, if Winhorse, his report is or his statement is that he's going to be star hunting, I I only come to one conclusion. It's got to be Maxi. Like, I don't know what else you're doing, Bar. Like, I don't – who else on this roster do people want? They, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean – and they keep saying trade Tobias Harris. Nobody wants that contract. Nobody wants Tobias Harris. He was exactly. good in the playoffs – but where he was, he was not even on the on the court. You know what? For, uh, during the season, in fact, he. You know what? He was solid. I'm not taking anything away from him. He was solid in the playoffs. I don't even know if I'm going as far as saying good. Like he was. If I, I started, I was looking at this earlier. Uh, let me just run this past you. you. You tell me what you think when it comes to Tobias. So we played 12 playoff games. Okay. If you look at what he did day in and day out, like pretty good, right? First game, he drops 27, then 21, but then it's 9, 13, 12, and 14. He really tailed off those last four games, right? He was he was decent in Toronto, too. But, I mean, is that really that appealing to you? Right, right. You know, at that money, too? He's and, – and, and look, he may – it may be a situation where if he goes somewhere else and they don't have as much – they don't have an Embiid or a Harden, he could shine a little bit more and put up better numbers. And maybe – he's still not old. I can't – you know what's crazy? How old would you guess he is? Who's that? Tobias. I would have guessed like 33. Yeah. He's still 29. What? He's not even 30 yet. He feels wow. like he's been in the league for, for 30 years. But oh, he's, not, he's not even 30? Not even 30. So, you know, that's – this is going to be a fascinating offseason because I think Daryl Morey knows the clock's ticking. I also think some people still are, believe he's going to trade away Harden. I don't believe that for a second. No, but I do, I do not. wonder. I do wonder if he's convinced him to take somewhat of a pay cut. What about what? I mean, maybe maybe we need a, a, a maybe a three, a stretch guy instead of a um, instead of a, a, a you know if we're trading a point for a point or I mean I mean what Wiggins is, is Wiggins somebody that you Wiggins say? is yeah I mean I, he's just the only thing is he's kind of passive he's always been sort of passive in his career he's very talented he's found a nice spot where he didn't have to be the guy in Golden State and I think that's that suited him uh very well because you got the you know Curry and, and Clay and Draymond taking some of the heat off you um he would fall into that second category we're talking about you know for sure uh but I don't know what it would take you know and that's you're it felt to me watching Rivers and 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 Maury like they feel like we're really close here. We only need to, we need a little bit of help. But I agree. Look, they need athletic wings. They need wings who can shoot, who yep. are athletic. Because Harden at this point lacks athleticism. That's not his his game. Harris, it's not his game. The only real athlete that you have out there, and Bede's kind of a different, you know, whole different story. But Maxie's the only real like kind of bursty athlete that you have right now well and if you're looking at you know that you know i mean if you want to go maybe you know guard for guard you know maybe even a, a tyler hero you know yeah. bring in a guy like him yeah i i i, I would rather have maxi than than hero personally but wow. i like here i mean I like I, you, he's a starter you know gets things going yeah i mean well, I, I i want somebody that's gonna fill it up man and, and you know hero can fill it up no, I, I'll give you a good name, and Randall Randall puts this out there in the in the comment section. But 
Apparently, and there it is. Apparently, there's a bit of a power struggle in Utah, and they've had disappointing ends to their seasons. First of all, it's not known whether or not Quinn Snyder's going to come back as the coach. There's a lot of people think he may end up with the Lakers still. Right, right. But there apparently there's a power struggle between Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Right. And, and it's going to be kind of, you know, take me or him. You know, that's it. Ultimatum time. If I could somehow – let me put it this way. I would. I think I would do Maxi for, for Donovan Mitchell. Oh, there's no question. I, I, I like that. Donovan Mitchell that much. Heck and I yeah. think you throw Donovan Mitchell with Harden and Embiid, that's a pretty nasty threesome. And you could take Harris too. You can give give him Harris too. Yeah, I mean that's something that I think I, I find interesting. There are people are throwing out Big Will throws out there Ingram. I I don't even know if then or if uh, New Orleans is looking to do that, but he would definitely be in that sort of next next level for sure. But that's the that's the thing. I mean, you're you're in a tough spot here with this team right now because you have an older than he is in Bead. You have Harris with two years left. You have Harden who is older than thirty two. It looks like. And you try to win it right now. And Barrett, ask yourself this, man. And I'll include Milwaukee, who just got eliminated. Milwaukee, Miami, Boston. Are the Sixers anywhere near good enough to beat those teams? I mean, I guess you could debate it if you added that type of firepower. For sure, for sure I think they get past the Miami, who I don't think is great. No, um, they're not. Um, and, but it's all it's all intentioned upon if if our fearless leader wasn't hurt, man. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's almost a, uh, an assurity, you know, just from what we've seen the past three years that he's going to win into. I mean, everybody's hurt, you know, everybody's hurting. Yes. Going into the uh, end of the playoffs, you know, at the end of the season. You're never as healthy as you are the first day you step on the court in the beginning. We okay. know this. Mm-hmm. But these are substantial injuries that happen to him. And, you know, we all know he's going to play the game a, a thousand miles an hour. And, you know, this is what happens when you play the game a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. You know, I mean – it's just what happens to your body. But can we still rely on that going forward? You know, it's, it, everything changes when he's healthy. I agree. If he's healthy, everything changes. But, but can they yeah. beat Can they beat the Celtics? I don't know if they can because we don't have enough defenders out there. And, you know, your boy, uh, or what's his name, Thibel? <laughs> yeah. We've only got one Thibel, man. So, And he's supposed to be our best defender, supposed to be our second best defender besides Embiid. I, I, I just, for me personally, um, I would have zero issue moving Thibault. I, I just, here's the thing about him. Uh, unbelievably athletic and can make plays that, that others can't make, and that's fine. But his offensive game is so bad. And I, I don't know, I think he's overrated as an on-the-ball defender. He's, yeah. a, he's a foul waiting to happen. He's not particularly strong. Which means really strong dudes can can have their way with them. I, I think he's valuable to a team if you're not counting on him for any kind of offense. And unfortunately, the Sixers are in a position right now where they need him to give them a little something. The problem also that you have with Ibel is when it becomes playoff time, teams just hunt him, hunt him. Uh, uh, you know, it's almost it's almost the anti hunt. They're they're not they're going to say stand right there, man. And, and they're going to double and triple others because they have no fear of what he's going to do with the ball. That's the same as Ben. It's the same as Ben. It's the yep. same as Ben. Exactly right. And that's right. a major problem. He was unplayable in these playoffs. Well, well all right. This, that that leads me back to the what we asked earlier about three weeks ago. You know, I mean, would you take Jimmy for, for Thibault? I mean, not for, not, not for Thibault, but Jimmy for, uh, you know, for Tyrese Maxey? Because um, you're going to win now. 
Yeah, I would. I, I actually would. I would because I know that he fits well with Embiid. He brings a toughness that you need. He brings a defensive prowess that you need. He is a go-to guy in the playoffs. Uh, even though you're giving up a lot, 10 years in age, I would do it. I would do it. Yeah, I mean, there's no question I would do it. You know, and 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 I think that that would get them over the hump in the East. That would no, be enough. Know. Him, he would be enough if you trade Maxi mm-hmm. for Jimmy. Yeah, that would be enough to get them over the hump. That's interesting. I believe they could beat. I, I, then they could beat the Celtics. Uh huh. They could beat. Uh, you know, Bucks, Giannis the Heat, and yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, he, they could beat them easily then. All right, let, let me ask you then, just to segue into that. So we have game one of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. And should be a, should be a good one. I mean, I, I, I'm i torn. I don't know who to root for. I can't stand Boston. I can't stand Miami. I'll probably lean Miami. Just just the, uh, the lesser of the two. But we got game one tonight in Miami with the Heat and the Celtics. So what's your sense of that matchup? Hmm. I, I just think that uh, Miami has too much, uh, you know, as from the offensive side of the ball, and they can D them up. See, that was the problem that, that you know, Sixers didn't have. They didn't have mm-hmm. enough defense to stop them. I believe they have somebody that could stop Jimmy, you know, or at least slow him down more than they had before. Mm-hmm. You know, they have somebody to stop them. Yeah, yeah. And they have two scorers that can score consistently, you know, in, in, in the Brown and Tatum that you have to account for. Mm-hmm. And that there, you know, that's what you needed. We didn't have that second score correct consistently to keep the game going. We just didn't have that, you know. And it, by the time we did get somebody hot, the game's already out of hand. They've already got a 10, 15 point lead going into the uh, the next quarter. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that, but you know, I mean, I, I, I look at this Celtics team; they have enough, you know. And, and they they don't have a big lineup; they have a small lineup, like like the Miami Heat. They got a small lineup. So I just think that the Celtics have the better lineup, even though they have the the, the veteran and, and Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I just think they don't have enough to stop stop them. And it's, this could be a great series because you have two teams, and and the Miami might be the bigger team. Miami oh, yeah. down low, you know, um, who's going to stop at a bio? You know, they got and that it, old man. Does Horford keep? Yeah, does can he keep this up? Yeah, right. Yeah, can exactly. he keep playing the way that he's he, he was brilliant in the last series. I mean that that's that's a major piece. What about Lowry? Health-wise, you know, does this series, does it start to catch up to him that he's not, you know, himself or or even playing? Who knows? I haven't seen whether there's an update or not on that. But that's – I like – I'm going to go slightly in Boston, Barrett, but I'm not saying by any stretch that – No, me neither. Me neither. Yeah, it's just a a little teeny bit. Let's jump out west. You got Golden State who, you know – has too much. They just have too much. Yeah, you just feel like loaded. So many options. And Dallas where and, – and no disrespect because a lot of those guys stepped up, man, in, including Dinwiddie in that last game where he went bananas. But can it continue to be such a one-man dominated show right. by Dallas <laughs> to, to get to the to the finish line here? I, I think it's Golden State. I think it's Golden State in probably six. Now, I say that saying I thought Dallas would lose the last series. So, mm-hmm. But I, I'll take Golden State. I'm gonna go Golden State, and I think it's gonna go. Uh, they, they they might even sweep them, man. I mean, Luca Luca is a great player. I mean, he's a great player. But do they have enough to stop? You know that that trifecta that they have in Golden State, man. And then you know you got you know guys like you know Gary Payton Jr. the second, wherever he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's just playing at a high level. Also, you know, you look at all their you know what they have 
I, I think it's just too much for him. Way too much for him. And yeah. you know, it's it's good. This I mean this this some of the best basketball I've seen in a long time, man. Now that's gonna know? be fun, man. I think both series that it's gonna be you know the one tonight's gonna be knockdown, drag out, physical. Yep. Yep. And I think the other one's just going to be going to be fun. And Randall says that Kyle Lowry's out. Thanks, Randall. Appreciate that. Yeah. So he hasn't been able to get right with that hamstring, man. He this reminds me. This reminds me of the NFC and the AFC. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Back in the day. We were oh, God. Conference NFC. Dan Fouts he... in, uh, in the AFC. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the way I'm looking at this game, you know. I mean, this <laughs> Aaron Correal. Yeah, but by the way, guess what? <laughs> guess what the AFC West is going to look like this year? You right, Mahomes, exactly. You got exactly. Herbert, you got Carr, you got Russell Wilson, man. That that division is going to be – and you Nuts. got ridiculous pass rushers. Exactly. Trying to get after these guys everywhere. everywhere Maybe it's something man. we'll do. We'll do tomorrow. Here is is <laughs> sort of jump around to divisions because I, I'm telling you, the AFC West is fascinating to me, man. Me too. It really bro. is. Me too. Me too. Yeah, it's gonna me be fun. Too. All right, let's step aside. We'll come back. We got much more uh, going. Uh, we'll jump around. We'll do a little open talk. It's, it's kind of the way we like to close out the show and and hit you with a bunch of different stuff. So we'll do that when we get back. He is Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis Gunner out on assignment for the rest of the program. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Hey, I want to tell you, because I know how tricky it can be with finances. It can be very scary and a lot of uncertainty. And it's hard to know exactly who to trust when it comes to that. Well, I got that person for you. And his name is Jim Murray. Jim Murray is with Principal Financial Group. I trust him with my finances. And for you, whether it's your retirement planning, whether it's your 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business and you need help setting up employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can assist you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover to Jim. And I'll tell you, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't feel better about where things are going for me and in my future with him. That's for sure. And you can too. Give him a call. 610 996-4751-610-996-4751. can also reach out to him via email. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L dot com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Action News, we cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago, and then the following morning. 
IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right. Welcome back, my friends. Rob Ellis, Barrett, Brooks, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Uh, so, Barrett, a couple things. I want to remind everybody tomorrow we're going to have Todd Zalecki from MLB.com. Talk some Phillies with Todd. And Dan Klecko, our old buddy, is going to be joining us. Talk a little birds as well. So we got a lot in store for you coming up tomorrow, man. So Big um, Dan. Big Dan. Dan's the guy. Dan is the guy for sure. Yeah. Dan and I do the uh, the Eagles post game together on WIP. We have a lot of fun with it. He's he's as good a dude as you are going to come across. I can tell you that right now. All I do is all I do, man. I listen to you guys, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, yeah it's same. always something, man. Yeah, look, it's funny. I know because we go longer. You jump off the set. You're driving home. And, yep. and we're still going. <laughs> That's for sure. So a couple things. The um, We were talking about the NBA playoffs just a, a second ago. And – the ratings are through the roof, Barrett. They're uh, they're crushing, and and you know what? I mean, it's unfortunate we had two game sevens on Sunday, and neither were that close. Uh, but still, it was still a game seven, right? And it's still compelling. But generally, just overall nationally, they're crushing, man. The NBA is crushing with the ratings. Now oh, you're muted, bud. You're muted, man. It's it's funny you say that, man, because um, it's almost like regional, you know. When I when I, I was up in Long Island, mm-hmm. and how the 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 Rangers are up there, and here I am watching, watching you know CP3 just cold, get totally destroyed, and him in the fourth fourth quarter sitting on the bench, and and they're actually watching the Rangers game instead of watching the uh, the Rangers game was on the big screen, and I was in this bar, and the and the little screen had that game on. I'm like, what is this? I mean, am I in you know where am I at? You know, I'm in bizarro world, you know where. You have you know basketball on and 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 you have hockey on instead of basketball. It was kind of crazy, man, from yeah. a you know viewership standpoint. You know, well, well, I'm glad you bring that up because I I swear to you, I had a conversation with somebody, um, very close to the situation with the Flyers. We we obviously we've been on Barrett. This is our fifth week, and we've talked very little hockey and very little Flyers. Rightfully so, right, because they, right, they were right. terrible. Right, they were terrible this year. Um, and and we were having a conversation. And this is a, an old school guy. 
And he said, I never thought I'd see the day where the Flyers had had become irrelevant in the city and attendance would be where it is. Because even when the team was bad, you know this very well from being down to that building as long absolutely. as you have. Absolutely. They have such a hardcore following, or at least had, that the, the fans unconditionally, to their credit, I'm not even saying this in a mocking way, like they didn't care. They loved their team. They would show up no matter what the circumstance was. It's changed. It's not that way anymore. And yep. I, they got tired of it. They get tired of a team that hasn't won since 1975. They get tired of a team that, that, the, that they don't feel like runs the team the way that it should, doesn't respect some of the history the way it That's should. That's the huge part of it right yeah. there. That's the huge part. It, it's a big piece. And right, right. they finally said, you know what? We're not going anymore. Uh, until things change, we're not going. And, you know, it's going to take them a while to dig out of this hole. They're, they are a team that right now lacks firepower, uh, lacks great players, and, and there doesn't appear to be a, a direction in a lot of ways. They still don't have a coach, obviously, but, the, you know, there, there's a lot to be decided and determined with this organization, but they got a long way to go to get the city of Philadelphia back. I mean, it, it starts with the pipes, man, in between the pipes, man. They just mm-hmm. don't have anybody right now that's going to be glaring. And, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Flyers, um, you know, it all starts right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they yep. just don't have it. They thought they had it. I thought they had it. Yep. And they just don't have it. So it's going to be hard for them to really dig themselves out of this hole because, I mean, that was that was big when, you know, when Mr. Schneider was here, mm-hmm. you know, when, when no the question. old man was here, man. It, it's Things were just run differently. And, you know, with his passing, man, it, it seems as though there's, su- there's such a push yeah, to sell the team, not take it anywhere, but just to sell the team that I don't think they really care about the product on the court on the um on the ice. They just want to uh, just maximize any money they can get out of it, and not worry about you know how well these guys are playing. Yeah, and that's a, that's that's truly something you know that the Flyers fans just won't take. No, they will not take you know that that I mean, you know. G not being around, man, it's it's it's, it's crazy. And, and you look look at what he's doing. I'm really happy for him. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I I I'm rooting for him. I, I'll tell you, in the East, I'm rooting for uh, the Florida Panthers, and in the West, I'm rooting for the Flames. I, I want to see Johnny Gaudreau, who's a who's a Jersey kid. Mm-hmm. I want to see see him do well. So that they're my, you know, that's my hockey rooting interest right there. Other than that, I don't really care who wins it. But that's kind of where I'm at. Well, uh, you know, that. with you, I mean. Like I said, man, you know, I, I learned a lot from you just, you know, learning hockey from you. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not grew up in St. Louis. You know, I was a Blues fan. All I saw right. was Brett Hall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, really wasn't, yeah. I, was, yeah. I really wasn't, you know, all the way into it. I just knew I had to watch when he was he was on the ice. Yeah. But coming here and sitting down and breaking things down and really watching it now, I don't even see the same, the same, not even physicality, because you can't be physical these days. Mm-mm. But the intent, you know, Radko Gildas type of intent. When I, you <laughs> yes. know, when I when I see that was you know, your buddy, man. No, that was my guy, man. That you was know? your dude, yeah. A bruiser, man. I you know, I don't see that, that type of intent, man. You know, <laughs> and those those are the things that I miss. Yeah. In uh, Flyers hockey, so you just don't see that, man. So it, it, I, mean, I was I was ready to throw up, man, because you know, like I said, I'm up there, I'm, I'm doing this charity, and I have to, you know, win in Rome, do what the Romans do, and right. you know, it's a tight game, and and then. You know, and and I had a vested interest in. I hate anybody. I mean, I I love anybody who's playing against right the Penguins. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I meant I can't amen. stand Same. the Penguins. You know, the, the 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 Penguins are just. You know, even when I was up there and and you know I played for the Steelers, 
I just didn't like how they carried themselves, you know, how they, you know, there was definitely a distinct separation between the two sports mm-hmm. and football and, 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 and Penguins, you know, fandom. Yeah. They just don't, they made, they just didn't mix, you know, they never crossed streams. Yeah. So it was never one of those things where, you know, I know the flyers, you know, if, if Eagles come to a flyers game, they're going to acknowledge them. Oof. They love, you know what I mean? Everything else. Yeah. But it's not like that in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is a distinct separation, you know what I'm saying? Between mm-hmm. church and state. There's no intermingling between Steelers and Penguins. And I just didn't like the way how they, you know, how they ran things up there. Even though, you know, my, my kids went to school with Lemuse kids, you know, because, you know. Our, oh, our, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our house was, our well, we used to have, we have a townhouse. I still have the townhouse. It was um, probably about a mile or two from Lemuse Mansion Complex or whatever you want to call it. Okay. But That's you know, really cool. in, in I, always, I always, I always had a great deal of respect for him. I, I you know, no, I, great guy though. He's yeah, a great oh, guy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, classy as anybody who's ever we've ever seen in sports is Mario Lemieux. He's that kind of guy, man. That's for sure. All right, so I, I wanted to. This is this is sad. This one, but I wanted to throw it throw it at you. And I, I saw this story earlier. You, you know, Tariq Cohen, the running back. He was a bear. You know, he's kind of he, unfortunately he's had some injury issues in, in yeah, his career. Yeah. Uh huh. He was live streaming a, a workout on his Instagram account uh-huh. and he's doing an agility drill and he planted his foot to change directions and then went to the ground grabbing his ankle. And apparently it's very serious. They think he may have. No. Yeah. He had a serious knee injury, third game of the 2020 season that forced him to miss the rest of that season. And all of last year, this dude can't catch a break and he's working out to, to show other teams you know, hey, I, you know, I, I'm here. I am. I'm looking good. I'm coming back. He was a fourth round pick in 2017 um, of the Bears, and during the workout, he 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 blows out what we think he blew out his Achilles, man. That that is just, I mean, the dude's just trying to show what he's got for people, and that's what ends up happening, man. That's a tough blow. Do we have it? Uh, no, I, yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's kind of gruesome. So I don't. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, I we might, later. Yeah, yeah, we might be better off sitting that one out. So, but but anyway, I just. I feel bad for the guy. My heart goes out to him, man. That's, that's, that's kind of like you know what happened with uh, the kid from um, from Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, Ojabo. Yeah, Ojabo, yeah. and, and they just moved the drill like you know they usually do. And, well, that and that part was a disgrace. Right. Well, you know that's that's what goes with football. That's what it's been since I you know when I was playing. I can remember a guy getting hurt, and they moved the drill five yards down the field. And all right, let's go. You know, Ugh. let's go. Let's play. You know, it's next man up or, or it's more so, you know, hey, if you can't help us now, you know, we'll we'll talk to you later. You know, go ahead and deal what you're going to deal with. But we got to, the show must go on. And, you know, that's just an awful truth about sports, especially the NFL. You know, it's what have you done for me lately? That's yeah. why a lot of people say not for long league or not for fun league. This, this is exactly what it is. Man. Well, that's why, like to me, of any sport, I will back the players any day of the week when it comes to to the NFL. Yeah, other sports, okay, you can make arguments with the guaranteed contracts and kind of money. Make, but there is no sport where your body is destroyed, where they can just rip your deal up. I know Kirk Cousins has a – I'm not talking about those guaranteed deals. Right, right, most right. Most guys right. don't have guaranteed deals where they can just rip it up and say, see you later, even though you had two or three years left on your deal. They can do whatever they want to you. And to me, you got to get every dime that you can get when you can get it in that league more than any other sport, and it's not even close. Yep, absolutely right. Yeah, it, and, it sucks because you guys are treated like cattle. You are. It's it's next man up, and and it, it, it's just to me, it's not fair. It's unfortunate, and, and I'm not talking out of school here. You tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think you guys have the weakest 
you know, you know players association as well. That's exactly why we yeah. have the weakest. I mean, because that's why our care, our contracts are not guaranteed. You know, I mean, and yes, it's a 53 man roster. I understand that, you know, that, mm. but it's, it's still, un- yeah. it, it, it still doesn't change the fact, you know, even, even as far as, all right, if our contracts aren't guaranteed, at least give us lifetime benefits as far as, you know, health benefits. We don't even get lifetime health benefits. Yeah. But look, you know, Goodell gets lifetime um, health benefits, whether he's, you know, the commissioner or not. He gets lifetime benefits, but you can't negotiate. Con- five years after we retire, we have benefits up until five years. And then after that, we got to buy our own. Yeah. So before I got, you know, with 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 um, Comcast, which visibly mm-hmm. now we're NBC Sports. Yeah. I had to pay for my benefits. Mm-hmm. My benefits ran for it was forty-eight or forty-three hundred dollars a month. That's wild, man. For benefits, you know, for for uh, um, a five-family home. That to me is the biggest thing. Not to get too far in the weeds here, but for, for you guys as a as a union, that's the first thing that's got to change. Like you have got to get you, especially because you're so beat up. Yes, it's it's you know the cognitive stuff, it's the physical stuff. Uh, uh, you know, even if you're leaving money on the table, yes, the benefit thing has got to get fixed. That's what I don't understand. Well, I, I the, just don't understand it because it's the the union is more, it's more for the current players on the field, right? You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. geared toward the players that are on the field. That's why all these, you know, you can only practice this long. You can't have two a days. You know, all that stuff is for the people that are playing on the field. The players that are playing on the field right now. Right. The players that aren't playing, that are done, like myself, they don't get the benefit of of, of having a union that's proactive and, and trying to accommodate stuff for the players that have done it, who mm-hmm. set the you know set things in motion for the players that are currently in the league. Yeah, and you know I think saying? that. That's where the guys who are playing now could do a, could go a long way. Well, I'm not saying like hold out or I don't know, maybe whatever, but um, whatever it takes, they need to step up because they can control the narrative here. If yep. they aren't playing or they're, you know, whatever, they can't reach a deal. They got to take care of the older guys. And there's not enough thought to the guy who came before you, who laid the groundwork for you to be making all this money and to get guaranteed deals, which never happened back in the day. Well, you know, just like, you know, uh, Paul said, there are a lot of players now starting to get guaranteed deals, yeah. but uh, the majority of them are not. Like people understand that the top seven, eight percent mm-hmm. make eighty percent of the money for the salary cap that year. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Only seven percent make eighty percent of the money for the salary. The rest is divvied up by the um, by um, you know the the bottom dwellers like myself. You know what I'm saying? Not that you know that the big contract. well, it's it's feast or famine, right? So right, it's it's it's, right. Bra- it's Brady types or whatever quarterback you want to fill in the blank there. Ah, da, da. And, and and then it's you know then it's the 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 backup offensive guard yep. who's who's making the league minimum. There's there's no middle class. Not to get political yep. here, it's kind of yep. like what's happening to our to our world. There, there's you know there's very little middle class. It's um, a it's a caste system almost. It's yes. a caste system. So you can't unless you get up into the upper echelon, you, you're making next to nothing. And then they make you they make you sign a split contract. Right. And a split contract is where you know you you get half of your money. Um, if you get hurt, you only get half your money, you don't get the full uh you know amount. I mean, that, come on, it's all BS, man. You know what I'm saying? That's that's BS. It, it's crazy how you know they deal with it and how you know the NFL are, are, have been able to get away with it. It's not something, you know, they're getting away with this. Sure. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. would not happen. This would not happen in any other business. I mean, you put this this type of plan 
in the business world today, in a corporate setting, mm -hmm. it could not go on. It would not go on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't get this. They couldn't get this. Um, you couldn't get away with this, man. No, I but they're you. being allowed to do it. And I wanted to throw this one at you. And again, not, not to be, you know, like Grim Reaper here, but uh, so Maple Leaf star Mitch Marner, who, who's a really good player for the Leafs. So his team just got eliminated and it's been a drought for Toronto for you know big time. How about this? So he um, he got carjacked Monday night at 745. The exit interviews were, yeah, they lost, uh, was it Sunday or whatever? He's okay. He didn't get hurt, thank God. But at gunpoint at seven forty five Monday night in Toronto, he got he got he got carjacked, man. It's just scary. It's scary stuff, man. Bro, it's happening it's, out there. This but, world, man, it's crazy, man. I mean, even you know, look what happened at that grocery store, man. A live stream. Oh man. God. Just the worst. You know? The worst. All right. So let, let's move off of that for a minute here. Let yeah, me uh, yeah. I want to throw the uh the Philly schedule at, at people because we touched on this Barrett last week, but this is what they have coming up. So they're back home. They had all, the off day after coming up the West Coast swing yesterday. They get San Diego now. San Diego is really, really good. You get you get two night games and then an afternoon game on Thursday. So you have three against San Diego, three against the Dodgers, who are going to want some revenge coming in here this weekend. Then you go to Atlanta for four, go to the Mets for three. Gabe Kapler comes back for three. Then it's the – which starts uh, – kicks off Memorial Day. You believe, by the way, we're two weeks from, uh, from Memorial Day yesterday? We're close. What? We are close to Memorial Day, the 30th. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, then the dot, then the Angels come here, and then Milwaukee. My point is, this is a really challenging piece of the Philly schedule. That could they've already started to to make that climb. You know, we talk about make or break. They're already starting to go in the make mode, but mm -hmm. you got to keep it going here, or else they're going to get broken. You know. Real well, you quick. remember? Remember, we yeah. thought we thought that they were going to lose twenty games in the rest of the year. You know, so we yeah. were like doom and gloom. But I mean. I mean, you, know, you hear what Ben said. Um, ben Davis, who we had on earlier. Yeah, ben yeah. Davis, he just said, you know, once he knew the bats weren't going to be as, as, as minuscule as they were back then. You know right. what I'm saying? Once it got warmer, we knew they were going to start hitting better. But it's just, you know, it's just the nature of how baseball is. You it get is. better. You learn more. You you know, more more you see of certain pitchers, the more tape you can watch of them, the more you can get a gist of what they're trying to do, how they're trying to play you. That's I mean all that stuff is you know, all that stuff is is something you know you got to get through first, and now you know it's starting to pick up a little bit. Well, I, I think you know, and this has been said quite a bit, but when it comes to baseball, the you're a 300 hitter if you fail seven out of ten times, which means right. you're one of the better hitters in the league if you fail seven out of ten times. It's the that's what what makes it such a mentally grow. Like your sport was so physically grueling. Yes. Baseball is just a, a mind bleep, if you will. Um, oh, no you know, question. In, in a lot of ways. And, and it just, it, it really, really is tough. To be, and that's why, when we all fall victim to it. I do too. You can't get too nuts early and you can't get too nuts over a little stretch of games because it's such a long, long ass season, man. But if well, you look at it right there, I mean, yeah. you hit it on the head. How do you keep focused for all 162 games? How do you keep that laser focused and and be in it every single game? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's impossible. It's what man. separates the, the the great ones and the good teams right, too. Right, like you, right, you're, right. You're just mentally tougher for sure. And look, you you look at the Philly, and, and it, it's it's actually kind of playing out the way it should. I mean, if you look at their offensive numbers here, Barrett. So I'll just give you home runs, and then I'll go RBIs. Harper nine and twenty seven. 
Castellanos, mm. five and twenty-one. Hoskins, six and nineteen. Schwarber, nine and twenty-one. Uh, Segura, six and fourteen. You know, Bohm's driven in fifteen. It's kind of exactly what we we would have hoped it would be at this point. Like you, yep. they're they're producing runs, and the, the yep. biggest thing they need to do, and we talked touched on it with Ben, is if they can get decent bullpen, uh, a decent bullpen. This they're definitely a playoff team, but yep. if it keeps looking like this and looking like it did in years past, they're going to run into the same issues, man. They're going to be right there at the end, and the bullpen is going to kill them in the end. Well, I think they'll be. I'll be I mean, they're they're on the right direction, man. I, I'm looking at the stream. If I sorry about it, I'm kind of yeah. But yeah, it, um, what's his name? Mark put the last comment up. Okay, there you go. That's exactly right, man. Yeah, I was a lower tier guy, but what about the guys before me? I can remember I talked to that guy McIntyre. Yeah. Guy Mac was making, he had signed a contract for $90,000 for the year. Right. And he was one of the upper echelon guys for $90,000 a year. But after the season, he still had to go sell cars. Yep. You know what I'm saying? To, to yeah. live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not complaining about anything because, you know, I, I, my, I keep it 100 with you guys all the yeah. time. My first contract I signed was four years, $1.3 million. Right, you know what I'm saying, which was way more than 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 you know, got Mac made in in sure. five years. You know what sure. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know, just I mean, just looking at the way things happen, man. I mean, now uh, I made a little over thirteen, fourteen million dollars over my career. Yeah, guys are making that in half a year. Oh, now. no doubt. I mean, no and, doubt. You know, and not even starting. <laughs> there, there's very real stories about the day after the, the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship uh, that John Unitas went to work the next day in the office where, where he, where, I mean, literally. Can you yes. see Bra- Brady? All right, where are you going? Disney World? Now, actually, I'm going to my job tomorrow morning. Right. Like, <laughs> I got to go to work. Yeah. Bednarik was called, Chuck Bednarik, who's right over my shoulder here. See, mm-hmm. number, old number 60, right? The reason he's called Concrete Charlie is because he worked in the concrete business in Bethlehem. Wow. PA. It's, it, it wasn't just a nickname of what kind of football. Obviously, it fits the kind of football player he yeah, was, yeah. too. But that's part of what it was. He it went. Was, that's what it is back then. Well, you know, you look at it, man. It, it's, it's, it was different back then because those guys had real job. That's why training camp was slow, so long also. That's why when I, went, I had training camp, I had a seven weeks my rookie year. Um, years before that, they had it for two months. Mm-hmm. Guys weren't trying to get in shape. Now, got athletes get in shape all year round. Yeah, they have trainers. These guys didn't have any of that. Yeah, so they would be working, and they had to use training camp to get in shape for the season. Hundred percent. These guys come in in shape, you know. So that's the difference, man. You know, and you know, I, I, I you know, I, I, I try to keep it one hundred with people, man. I just yeah. tell the truth, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I just tell the truth, bro. I I I work. I work now. You know. What oh, I'm you saying? do. Listen, you you were a guy a who was planning for the future when you were still playing, which I I respect about you guys like yeah. like Reese. Like you yeah. guys always had a big picture in mind, but you were willing to do behind the scenes stuff too. Oh yeah, do, I mean, I, intern, I, I, I interned, man. Serving yeah. coffee to Sterling Sharp. But, but uh, uh, you people are Paul willing Binger. to do that. that yeah. were the, the, yeah. Your status player, Barrett. So that's a yeah. credit to you. Uh, unfortunately, not all guys are, and then they don't know what to do once it ends. Once the merry-go-round ends, man, they're just kind of left, and that thing's still still moving, and they don't know yeah. what to do. Don't nothing stop. You know what I'm saying? The, yep. Allenfield keeps going, even though players have to get off the bus. Mm-hmm. They got they keep it rolling, man. You know, yeah. and then that's why a big thing back in the day. Uh, you say you be on the hound. 
Say, hey, keep on playing like that. You're gonna be on the hound. What they meant uh-huh. was greyhound. Now they don't do that. <laughs> they don't put you on a greyhound now, but they yeah. you know they put you in a a plane, give you a flight home, man. But you know, you know, hey, hey, could, you, could you could you turn your your um could you turn your playbook in? Now they have you know laptops, you know, or not tablet. laptops. Turn your tablet tablets, in. yeah. Turn, yeah. you turn your tablet in? <laughs> I know it's crazy. All right, man. Well, it was fun today. Uh, definitely, and, definitely. And, and we're looking forward to, to you know seeing everybody tomorrow for sure, man. Hope Gunner enjoys his birthday. Hope you have a great night, Barrett. And we'll catch you on uh, Inside the Huddle. Was that where we'll catch you? Bird's Huddle? Right, the Bird's Huddle. And then Bird's um, huddle. I'll be on uh, with Big Seals tonight at 530 also. Oh, so, good. All right. Yeah. So, show. Okay. So don't don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio's got you next. National Football Show. Again, Todd Zalecki, Dan Klecko among our guests tomorrow. Thanks to everybody who uh, hung with us for streaming, for listening, for the comment section. Folks, we appreciate you guys as well. Tell a friend, smash the like button. For Barrett Brooks and Xander Krause, our producer, I am Rob Ellis. You've been watching Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank at action news we cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world never miss a moment trust the people at action news in Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.